Do you listen to other radio programs and then say, Where's the beef? Tune in each day to Omega Man Radio, the show that will put meat on your spirit man's bones. I hope you all like my new intro. This is the Omega Man. Today is a live show. Today is August 11th. I'm going to have my special guest, Pastor John Gogan of Agape Bible Fellowship on here in a few moments. This is a show you've been waiting for for a long time. We've got him here tonight on Omega Man Radio Network. It's not too late to get a cup of coffee, call your friend. I'll bring him right on after this music. Lies with the flag that lets the protesters go burn the flag. I am one of the sons of liberty. And our fathers fought and died so that this land would be free. Don't tread on me. Don't take away my rights. Don't tread on me. I will stand and fight. If we don't join together, our freedom's gone forever. Don't tread on me. I'll wave my freedom flag high for all to see. Just like old Ben Franklin said, it's liberty or death for me. We must all hang together, be assured we'll hang apart. Liberty once lost is lost forever. Where it dwells, there's my country where liberty dwells. Don't tread on me, don't tread on me. Way by rights, don't tread on me. I will stand and fight. If we don't join together, our freedom's gone forever. Don't tread on me. Take away my rights, don't tread on me. I will stand and fight. If we don't join together, our freedom's gone forever. Don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. Okay, welcome to the Mega Man Radio Network. We're going to have special guest Pastor John Gogan on the line here in just a moment with Agape Bible Fellowship. 
We're going to be talking about spiritual warfare, covering some subjects that you're not going to hear too many other places, folks, and this is stuff that you need for the last days to survive what's coming. We're also going to have a live mass deliverance service over the air. And then tomorrow I'm going to have Pastor Johnny Ova and Rock Rodrigo from Army for God and the Elijah Challenge. Later in the week, we're going to have Friday, Friday the 13th, a double special, Patricia Xavier, preaching on deliverance, the Christian Bill of Rights, back-to-back with Stan Medrick of Demon Busters. Then on Saturday night, Dr. Pat Holliday will be on our program. We move on to Sunday. We'll have Dante Fortson, the Nephilim, and the coming apocalypse. And then next week, we've got a full schedule with Peter Kulin from Sweden doing three shows and several other special guests lined up. So, you know, the Omega Man is going to be busy. But without further ado, let's go right to the phone and get uh, the pastor on the line. Bear with me. Brother Gogan, are you on the air with me? Uh, Brother Bruce, I am uh, I'm here, yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> God bless you for coming on tonight. Yeah, it's, it is really a blessing for me, and it's a... Um, it's always a privilege and, and a real honor to, you know, be on the air with you. Uh, you know, we had a couple of programs there together with uh, Rich Keltner, and uh, it's always a blessing, brother. Absolutely. Uh, brother Rich is a good friend. Watchman Radio, folks, if you have not uh, tuned in, check them out every Saturday night, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you know, brother, that is what exposed me to the Deliverance Ministry, Ministry of Wen Worley, and uh, I have to give credit where credit is due. Uh, thank you, Brother Rich, for opening my eyes to the need for deliverance. And uh, so, again, it is an honor to have you on tonight, Brother. Uh, before we get started, I usually like to uh, begin a program with prayer. And uh, when we do these programs with you know, a deliverance theme, I know that the host of Hill are listening in intently and often try to sabotage the uh, communication line. So would you go ahead and uh, hedge us in with some prayer, Brother? Amen. Let's, uh, as, as I'm common, uh, as, as those who are familiar with my ministry, uh, as I commonly say, uh, let's pool our faith. Well, Father, right now we come to you through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, indeed, we break the chains of command in the heavenlies, on the earth, under the earth, within people. And that, Father, especially we pray that your angels will battle for us, break and cut all communication lines, advice, control, power, and strength. And Father, we again just bind in the authority that we have in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, every wicked spirit. Uh, we bind every demon that would try to interfere, try to uh, subvert, and uh, try to do damage to this radio broadcast, internet radio broadcast. And Father, we just uh, pray for your Holy Spirit, for clarity of mind, clarity of communication, and that from this point to the very end of the program, that the Holy Spirit will be the orchestra, orchestra leader, and that he will do whatever he wants done, and whatever he wants accomplished, in accord with you, Father, and in accord with the Lord Jesus Christ, your Son. We cover everyone listening with the blood of Jesus, we cover the equipment, we cover the, the lines, and uh, Father, uh, any any uh, electronic equipment, and we uh, just uh, also loose into the listeners uh, spirits of uh, ministering spirits. Hebrews one fourteen of power, love, and a sound mind. For those who are unsaved, we loose uh, spirits of salvation, adoption, 
as children of God, as well as uh, conviction, humility, brokenness, and repentance. And we ask again for God the Holy Spirit to have his way, and we desire to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know, in accord with Philippians 2, that whenever he is magnified and lifted up, Father, that that glorifies you. And we ask all these things in his almighty name. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Praise God. Brother amen. Gogan, uh, go ahead and give out your website address and uh, tell people where they can go to to follow along tonight if they're listening on the web. Yeah, uh, it's a very simple uh, website, uh, and my wife and I can kind of, in in our uh, ignorance of a lot of things, uh, kind of piecemeal this thing together. And it's agapebible.org, and uh, we figured if we can pull it up and, 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 and understand it, other people will as well. So it's agapebible.org. Um, if you want to, anybody wants to know anything about me, there's a little bio there. Uh, we have uh, usually a month before our conferences, we put the workshop conference flyer on, and uh, the next conference we're having in Spiritual Warfare and Deliverance is the weekend of September 17th. It's our fall conference, uh, and uh, of course, anyone listening, if they have any questions, are welcome to uh, either communicate with me by way of the website, which some people have asked some great questions, uh, and or they're welcome to uh, email me personally at pjservant at aol.com. PJ stands for Pastor John, servant, of course, like servant of the Lord, pjservant at aol.com. And... Um, uh, there's a couple of messages on there, uh, Brother Bruce, that they can download. I think we've got a mass deliverance. We've got some a message or two, kind of wet people's appetite. We hope to be putting uh, more on up in the days ahead. And uh, But if anybody wants to check that out, also we have a book room, Agape Bible book room. Some of the uh, materials I'll be mentioning tonight for people to, you know, recommendations to get. The book room carries them. And uh, as, it, as I tell people, it always can use the business. Praise God. Folks, uh, for those of you who uh, do not know Pastor John, uh, Pastor John had the honor to uh, have known Brother Wynn Worley. You know, I mention him a lot on this program. He's one of the my favorites, uh, one of the greatest pioneers in deliverance of all time. Uh, the Lord took him home in 93, but he has left a powerful legacy of uh, deliverance training materials, probably put out more books than anybody else in the, in the subject of deliverance. Over 12 books, 50 booklets, uh, many hours of uh, video and audio, and uh, that is all available through Agape Bible Fellowship. But, uh, Brother Gogan, you had a chance to know the man, and uh, if I recall the story correctly, uh, you actually were in his home, and uh, he laid hands and prayed and commissioned you for service. Is that correct? Uh, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a very good uh, description of what happened. Yeah, when I, you know, when I first got uh, my testimony, uh, and by the way, if anybody wants a copy of my testimony, we have it on CD, um, and we may have some copies on, on cassette tape uh, still, but we have it on CD, and uh, I gave a radio interview up here at one of the radio stations back in, I believe it was 93, uh, June, I think June of 93, and, uh, you know, my testimony's on there, we'll be glad to send it to anybody free of charge. And uh, it, it, it really was amazing how the Lord put everything together. And, uh, you know, I was praying uh, in my prayer closet, literally crying out to God because I did not uh, feel free. And there were still some, some pretty hefty bondages in my life. And, you know, I'd been through, 
you know, uh, four years of, of Christian co- Bible college. I've been five years of uh, uh, seminary, and I figured, you know, boy, if the truth, if you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free, there's got to be something that I'm missing here. And uh, Brother Bruce, about two weeks after I prayed that prayer, literally crying out to God in my prayer closet in tears, and asking for more, pleading for more, begging for more, what's wrong with me? What is going on? A uh, fellow Southern Baptist pastor uh, here in western New York, Tonawanda, North Tonawanda, northern suburb of the Buffalo City area, uh, he gave me a copy of Pastor Worley's first book, and I, 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 I began reading it, and uh, you know, he talked about tongues, and I really didn't believe in tongues at that point, so I kind of just flushed that, but I, I read a lot of the stuff about spiritual warfare and how, how the demons are real and how they're, they're hampering Christians and, and, and tormenting believers and harassing believers, and I'm thinking, boy, that kind of sounds like my life, and I said, I've got to meet this guy, so I made a trip out with my family uh, to uh, the Indiana uh, Hegwish Baptist Church uh, itself, and I met Pastor Worley. It was a blessing when because he also he attended Dallas Seminary for a year and a half, and uh, out of the four-year program, and uh, you know he invited me over his house after Sunday night service. My wife and children, who were real small at the time, went back to the hotel. I went to his house. And Brother Bruce, I think I was there till like 2 in the morning when I left. And wow. it was like, man, I was on cloud nine. He asked me if I had tongues. I said, no, I, I really am believing in it now, and, I, and I'm seeing it in the scriptures. And he uh, invited me to just, uh, you know, get on my knees, and he laid hands on me for the gifts. And, uh, and it's never been the same since. <laughs> Boy, it's been a, a Six Flags adventure, I'll tell you. And, you know, I, I hear that uh, he was a man who had a re- true love for people and a true compassion. Yes, and he, he did. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things, you know, a lot of people, you know, Bruce, when they, when they get a hold of deliverance truth, you know, one of the uh, arguments that they get from their friends, they get from their, their own shepherds sometimes, or I should say oftentimes, is, you know, well, you know, you really don't need to emphasize and focus on the devil and, uh, you know, if you do that, you're going to get imbalanced. I like the way Dr. Vance Havner put it. He said, the church is so subnormal that when it gets normal, it looks abnormal. <laughs> the church is so subnormal that when it gets to the point of normalcy, it looks abnormal. And uh, that, that saying always made sense to me because as I look at the church... So few people are willing to get in the battle and really be aggressive and overpower the strong man. We're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. And, uh, you know, again, it just is so sad because, if anything, uh, you don't put, you know, too much emphasis on demons because what happens is when these uh, spirits are are uh, kicked out, thrown out, forcibly removed, ekbalo in the, uh, in the original language, they are, uh, you know, then the Holy Spirit's kind of clear to flow uh, in and through us better, kind of like a clogged hose that's either kinked or it's, uh, it's got debris in there. The water can go through, and that the fruit of the Spirit begins to flow in, a, in an amazing way. And, of course, uh, Bruce, what's the first fruit of the Spirit? Love. Yeah, agape love. The word is agape in the Greek. 
Uh, it's not agape. It's not uh, agape. It's agape. That's the way to pronounce it. It's a feminine noun in the Greek. And uh, the first fruit of the Holy Spirit is agape. And uh, you find out when you get it, when you sink your teeth into real genuine deliverance, and it's even sad I have to say that, but it's only because there's so much phony baloney deliverance out there. People lay hands on you, they tell you to raise their hands, they command the demons to be bound and be gone. Nothing's left, nothing went, but they're just kind of now walk it by faith, walk your deliverance by faith. And, and I've always told people when you, when you run into... Uh, you know, well-meaning believers like that, you can tell they don't know what they're doing and stay away from them. As, as, in, in fact, run. Don't even walk. <laughs> run from them. So the the uh, the reality is that the, 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 the love is produced. And, uh, you know, over a period of many years, I think I added up the years Pastor Worley was in, was in the full gospel till he went home at the age of 60, I believe 68 or 69. And uh, he was in it for about 23, 24 years. And um, I'm nearing 20 years now, and uh, it does pr- produce the fruit of, of love, joy, and peace uh, when these tormenting spirits are gone, when these nests are emptied, so to speak. Uh, Pastor Worley personified that, uh, the real love for people. You know, brother, if I could uh, use this term, I think we've been in like a spiritual dark ages uh, for a long time. We had some of the great ministers, uh, Wen Worley, Derek Prince, H.A. Uh, Maxwell White. These these gentlemen uh, went on to be with the Lord, and then there was just a, a handful of people, you know, kind of carrying the torch. Yourself, uh, Dr. Pat Holliday in Jacksonville, uh, Steve Bell with Frank Hammond, just a few that I had even been able to locate. Uh, some of these guys are overseas, like Brother Parrish out in Guatemala. You know, he went in. He's been over there for decades. Real hard guy to, to find. We, we did have him on a program one time. But my point was, is uh, the Lord really opened my eyes to deliverance last year. I started listening to the program. I uh, heard you on the air uh, many times over on Watchmen. And uh, the Lord started to speak to me and kind of call me into this area. And, you know, I was, uh, I may have shared this testimony before. I, I was uh, raised in a church, Church of God family, Pentecostal. Uh, not the ones that handle the snakes, folks. <laughs> the, uh, the more civilized ones, uh, Lee College. At any rate, um, you know, I thought maybe uh, I would have a calling to go into uh, pastorship. But, you know, I, as I was seeking the Lord for, you know, his will in my own life, I realized he had not called me to be a pastor. And I said, well, God, uh, I want to do something for you. Give me a job. You know, I want to make my life meaningful, you know, before uh, it all wraps up. And... Uh, I started listening to Deliverance, listening to the One Worldly material, and, and on and on, and uh, just like I was hooked. And uh, some really weird things started to happen, Brother John. I tell you, and I, I will say, folks, uh, when you get into Deliverance, if you led a quiet life up until then, uh, <laughs> all hell's getting ready to break loose. I had, uh, As I like to tell people, fasten both of your seatbelts. <laughs> listen, literally, you're fixing to go into orbit. Uh, you'll get calls from people you haven't heard from in decades. I mean... I I would received a call, uh, a guy from my past. He said, uh, "Hey, how you been doing?" I said, "Yeah, hey brother, I haven't talked to you in about four years." It was a business, old time business associate, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I had offers for great sums of money if I would go to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the, the devil will trap you with money, and I, I'll be honest with you, I was tempted, but praise God, I resisted the temptation and I ran. You know, I kind of ran like Joseph uh, when he dropped his uh, cloth and ran out of the the hot tub when Potiphar's yeah. wife chased him. 
I said, you better run. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ran for my dear life. Uh, you know, I had uh, I had uh, marital problems. I had uh, stoves that would turn on mysteriously and gas would start coming out. We had a gas stove. I got locked in the bathroom. Grills would blow up. I would have people just, you know, manifest in all kinds of crazy ways. And I said, what's going on here? And, uh, you know, then it was one night I was kind of, uh, it just went to sleep and uh, I had sleep paralysis hit me. And I, I learned later on it was probably an attack of uh, incubus, succubus, or asmodeus. And I said, hey, this is getting really serious. I, I either remain passive or I get into the, to the battle or I'm going to get taken out. And so I jumped head first uh, and got some training. And I'm, I'm continuing to, to train to this day and uh, opportunities to do deliverance. I uh, had an opportunity to go up to uh, Hegowich, meet you in person, Brother John. Uh, that was a real great time of fellowship. And, folks, uh, there are uh, monthly deliverance conferences. They rotate between Pastor Mike Thier of Hegowich, Brother John Gogan, the Gopi Fellowship. And then I think you'll have a um, an associate out in Montana also. Is that correct? Or was uh, it Wyoming? We, we, have, um, we have one in New Jersey. Um, we have a, a couple down there that, that we work with, and um, uh, we also have, uh, of course, Pastor Pastor Monty's out in uh, yes, that's California. Right. Yes, and uh, and there's Pastor Mobley in Chicago. So we, you know, we're, we're kind of, you know, Pastor Worley talked about that. You know, if everybody was together in one place, and there's, uh, you know, the brush fires there, all Satan's got to do is stomp that brush fire out. But see, he's got several brush fires that he has to deal with. So we're kind of spread out, uh, you know, around and about. I mean, always, you know, we're always searching for those who believers who are serious and who, who are called to the full gospel. Really, everybody I believe is called to the full gospel. But uh, so many people are willing to pick up the telephone and you know keep it keep it off the hook. A lot of people, you know, answer, but then they hang it back up again. That's that's too much for me. I'm I'm not ready to sacrifice that. Or no, no, thank you. I'm not ready for the battle. And so you know, I uh, I, I jumped in head first. The attacks came, but then you know, folks, when these things happen, you just ride the wave up to the crest. You go down the other side. And just keep pushing through. Maybe. You know, once you get in deliverance, there's no turning back. But you will find that you will encounter more freedom than you ever uh, dreamed possible. Problems that you've you know had for for a long time, you just couldn't shake. You, know, you find out that the roots are spiritual. You find out that uh, family members are demonized. And you find out who the real enemy is. And uh, once you understand the enemy, then you also have to understand that uh, if you're going to uh, stand, you've got to use spiritual weapons against a spiritual enemy. And so uh, that's why it's such a privilege to have your brother Gogan on to teach us um, about spiritual warfare and its reality and how we can uh, you know, survive these attacks from the host of hell. Uh, you know, a question that's asked a lot of times is, can a Christian have a demon? And maybe we should start with that. That The answer uh, will probably uh, be an eye-opener for many people. Uh, but what is the reality of it, brother? Yeah, you know, that, as you said, uh, Bruce, you know, that's a very, very uh, critical question because it's, uh, it's a, it's a jumping-off uh, question. Uh, you kind of jump off the diving board and, you know, head you know head first arm first arms first into the pool you, you gotta you gotta get in somewhere some people you know they jump off the other end or they kind of walk down the steps holding on but you gotta begin somewhere and that's usually the question 
you know, the, the, the other question I get from people, a very common question, is, you know, does everybody have demons? And, uh, you know, my stock answer is uh, the same as, you know, Derek Prince. Uh, I don't know. I haven't met everybody. Uh, when I meet everybody, then I'll be able to, you know, conclusively uh, say that, yes, 100%, everybody has them. Wow. But what I do say is everybody who I've met has them. And I, ha I find nothing in the Bible that would uh, indicate that there are people who have them and people who don't. You know, the Exorcist movie uh, did more damage. In fact, I, I remember reading years ago that there was, uh, you know, there was uh, demonic uh, things happening. There, there, you know, uh, there was a strange uh, fire that happened in one of the trash cans on the set. Uh, things were tipped over. Noises were heard. You know, what's generally known in German as poltergeist, noisy, noisy ghost phenomena, basically demonic phenomena. And, uh, you know, that movie did so much, Bruce, to destroy, uh, because it, what, it, what the devil did is he accomplished a lot, because unless you're, you know, spitting out green pea soup and speaking in three or four languages that you never studied, and unless you're, you know, your face is covered with sores, uh, you don't have demons. Uh, you know, any of these kind of cases, and apparently that was cased on a, uh, that case was uh, based on a young boy in New Jersey who Dr. Walter Martin uh, did uh, some uh, deliverance with many, many years ago, though it wasn't, obviously, Hollywood embellished it quite a bit. But, uh, you know, in the, they're extreme cases. The, the Gathering Demoniac, that's an extreme case where the, the person has been so given over to, the, to evil, either through occult lines or through, uh, you know, drug and alcohol addiction, they've, they've so sold out, you could say, to the devil, that he's, you know, he's, he's got like 95% of them. I've always said that, you know, I believe, I don't even think Michael Jackson was home. I don't even think he was home. I think he was so demonized and so taken over. And the enemy just, uh, at a certain point, the devil just, you know, cleaned his clock, and, and he went. And uh, he died. So, uh, you know, does a Christian have, can a Christian, can a Christian have a demon? And uh, a Christian can have anything they want. Uh, Romans 6 is clear. Romans 6.16, I believe it is. You know, whatever you present your, the instruments of your body to, you become its slave. Instruments of righteousness or instruments of unrighteousness, you, you become a slave to that. You know, everybody in this world, every human being is a slave to something. Right, Bruce? That's right. Uh, people are slaves to their jobs. They're slaves to their homes. They're slaves to, 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 to you know, they worship their families. They, they're, they're slaves to mom and dad. They, they're, they, even though they're grown up, they're slaves to... To, to materialism, to hedonism. They're slave to whatever philosophy of life that they bought into and that the devil's suckered them into. You and I are slaves to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm unashamed of that. Uh, and I, uh, hello, we're, you know, uh, we're slaves. Everybody is a slave to something. So a Christian can have Whatever a Christian wants, whatever they, you know, now with a Christian, there's a, there's a, there's a downside to that, because I have found uh, very quickly in my own life over many, many years now, that even a thought of disobedience at times can open the door very quickly, the barn door, so to speak, to a, to a demon coming in. So, uh, the downside of that is, you know, the enemy takes advantage of those, uh, sins in our lives, of willful disobedience, and unless we get it, you know, immediately confessed, put back, put under the blood, 
and back into fellowship, close koinonia with with the Father and with His Son, as one John one says, uh, then we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have further demonic infestation, or at the very least, we're gonna have strengthening of what whatever demon uh, demonic nests are there. So a Christian can have whatever they want, and uh, most people say, well, a Christian cannot be possessed by a demon because obviously the Lord possesses us. The Holy Spirit is inside of us, and the Holy Spirit and a demon cannot coexist. And then what I'll do is get them thinking along a little different different um, kind of thought line. Where was the devil when he was talking to Jesus? Are you talking well, about when he was uh, tempted for the 40 days? Yeah, he was tempted 40 days. In fact, one's recorded where he tempted him with three things. Uh, Peirazzoed him with three things, and... Uh, it also says, you know, that he left to come back at an opportune time. So apparently there were more temptations during that 40 days and 40 nights than, than are recorded in Scripture. However, where was the devil? The devil was, I, I would assume, standing beside him, right? Right. Well, how can the devil stand beside the Lord Jesus Christ, who is holy? How can holiness and unholiness stand together? And I think you're beginning to think, I think the conclusion that most people with reasoning skills would conclude. I mean, how does the devil in Job uh, appear with the other uh, uh, angels to give an account before God? And they get in the discussion about Job. How does that happen? I'm not so sure I have all the answers. All I know is I think we have to think a little bit differently when it comes to the devil and God being in, in different places, or being you know, in proximity to one another. You know, how do you do that? Uh, well, let me go to the next, uh, the next part. Uh, we are created, body, soul, and spirit. If you, you know, God's a great mathematician. Numbers are everywhere throughout the created universe. And uh, three is in a lot of things. And uh, as the Godhead is three persons, one being God, but who exists co-equal, co-eternal, three distinct different persons, God the Father, God the Son, and Holy Spirit. So he created us in his image. And we are three, and we are body, soul, and spirit. If you look at the Old Testament, the temple was first the tabernacle, and of course uh, David asked, can I build a temple? And Yahweh says, no, I'm, uh, you know, uh, I want your son to build it. So uh, Solomon built it. That was the first temple. I think there were like four or five temples. And uh, the Herodian temple was the last one. The first temple by Solomon had something called an outer court, and then a holy place, and then a holy of holies. And if you think along those lines, the, the uh, counterpart would be body, soul, and spirit. So the holy of holies, were the, well, I believe the, the Holy Spirit and the new nature reside is in the human spirit which totally distinguishes us from the animal and plant kingdom, by the way. Yes. And then, uh, you, then there's the soul. The classic definition, Bruce, as you know, for the soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. So what is that equivalent to? The holy place. So you have the holy of holies, and that's where the Shekinah glory uh, of God appeared with the high priest on Yom Kafar, Yom, you know, the day of covering. And uh, then you have the holy place, and then, you, of course, you have the outer court. And the outer court would be the body. So where did the uh, Shekinah glory of God not appear? In the holy place and where else? In the outer court. So where can, 
Where is the Holy Spirit? He's in the human spirit. In fact, Paul says that we are sealed until the day of redemption. So he's in there. There's a seal there, uh, and he, he, you know, he, he he's not in the, the the soul, so to speak, and he's not in the the physical body. The demons are in there now. I kind of uh, get people to think because you know we've had demons tell us over the years that you know they consider us their house, and uh, you know it's a big house. In fact, I, in fact, I like to compare it to an apartment complex. So if you have a hundred thousand apartment complex, um, and there's a demon in every apartment. You know, when the demon comes out, then the Holy Spirit can take that area. And then another demon is pulled out, and the Holy Spirit takes that area. And there's furnishings in there. you get got the Word of God on the table. You have a prayer corner or a prayer closet. You have a, a you know, a, a soul-winning area where you're, in, in, you know, investing in, in, in uh, seeing people saved and brought to Christ. You know, those kind of things. So it's, it's well-furnished. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's not empty. And the Holy Spirit is given free reign in, in that apartment. And when the demons leave, then the Holy Spirit is able to take over that area. And until they leave, he can't be in that same area where they are. And by the way, the word possession is not even in the original language. It doesn't even say that. That's more of a, uh, rather than a translation, it's more of an, more of an, an interpretation uh, they kind of stepped over the line and began interpreting there because, again, I think they're they're showing their bias that they, um, you know, a Christian can't have a demon, so these are demon possessed people. You know, the devil possesses only these people because they're all unsaved. And uh, the 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 two Greek verbs that are actually used, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, one is uh, demonizomai, daimonizomai, and it means literally to be demonized or or under the influence of demons. Uh, I explain it this way. If I have a bottle of beer in my car and it's sitting next to me, uh, if I get stopped, you know, it's not opened. I'm not drinking it. I'm not DUI or DWI, and I can't be charged for that. And um, the reality is that it has to be in my bloodstream. So uh, when I'm under the influence of something, it's in me. And that's what diamondizomai means. That the demon is inside of you, and he's having an influence on your on your uh, attitude. He's having an influence on your thinking. He's having influence on your emotions. He's having an influence on your on your will, and that's all it means. The other verb uh, where they accuse in John in, Jesus, in John eight where they accuse Jesus of having demons. It literally says that in the Greek. Uh, Eke and echo is the word. It means to have, and uh, ta, uh, you know daimonion. Uh, ha- have a demon, have the demon, or no definite article, just uh, you know, echo, uh, echain uh, demonian, and it literally says that Jesus has demons. You ha- oh, now we know you have a demon. Uh, it doesn't say demon eyes. It says you know you have a demon, and obviously they, they meant that he had a demon indwelling him, because uh, you know there's not a verse in the scripture that uh, that ever where, wherever you see. Uh, no matter how much you search, you'll never find a verse in Scripture that a demon is ever uh, just uh, blown away or, from somebody or, or, or uh, you know, shoo, shoo. Uh, it's always forcibly removed. Jesus and the disciples, believers, uh, forcibly removed 
that spirit. And I'm talking particularly the ministry of Jesus and the Gospels, and, uh, of course, uh, they're cited in the epistles. But you'll never find Jesus casting a demon, you know, away from somebody. It's always out of from within. And, uh, you know, if someone's on the roof and you, uh, you know, throw a stone at him, he jumps off the roof, well, then he's not coming out of the house. He's coming off of the house. But the Greek is not, you know, the preposition used is not off of someone or away from someone. It's from within someone. Out from within, kicked out, ek balo, thrown, thrown out of, forcibly removed. And it's like he's thrown out of the, the bar, he's thrown out of the home, he's thrown out of the car. Uh, it's implicit that he's in to begin with, he's inside of it to begin with. So uh, can a Christian have a demon? Of course. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the poster child for it. And uh, I've had a lot of deliverance over the years, a lot of healing over the years. And I praise the Lord for that because... Um, I'm a different guy than I used to be. And uh, you can too. Anyone can. But of course, notice Mark 16. It says what? These signs will follow those who believe. you got to believe, Bruce, don't you? That's right. Jesus said, uh, These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall cast out demons in my name. They shall speak in new tongues, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Yeah. And, you know, some people are, are hot and bothered because, well, they say, you know, that may not be in the original manuscripts and the best manuscripts. And uh, let's, uh, I like what Hank, Hank Hanegraaff says, you know, let's assume it isn't. Uh, all those principles are still found in other verses in the, in the Gospels. So you can't get away from the truth of it. And let's say it was added by a first century, uh, you know, uh, copyist, uh, manuscript copyist, and he added it to kind of make the uh, the ending sound a little bit more, uh, like a good closing. Well, so what? You know, they, it, it, it was so important that he wrote it, and because they were still doing it, it was part and parcel. It was the warp and woof of the believer's life. And notice the number one sign: these signs will follow those who believe. The first sign is in my name; they will cast out demons. And what I ask Christians uh, here at my workshops, at the conferences, and you know, people who are new, and I've just met them, I said, well. By raise of hand, how many of you had any demons cast out from any unbelievers last uh, Sunday at church? Not a hand goes up. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's back it off to the next to the previous Sunday. Put it in reverse. The previous. What about the previous month? Not a hand goes up. What about the previous four, five, six months? Not a hand goes up. What about any of last year in 2000? Not a hand goes up. They're not even doing it. I said, wait a minute. Jesus said, these signs will follow those. Who, and notice the signs follow those who are genuine believers. They don't follow the signs. A lot of Christians follow the signs all over the place. Uh, no, no, no. The signs should be following the believer. And the first sign, even for tongues, is uh, what? In my name, they will cast out demons. And, of course, 95% of my ministry over 20 years now is has been... And the Lord willing, Lord enabling, will be uh, in the Christians who, uh, you know, haven't lost their demons. You know, I always tell, Bruce, I always tell people that, you know, we get unbelievers mad at us because we tell them that unless they get saved, they're going to hell. We got believers mad at us because we're telling them that they still have some hell in them. And they don't want to hear it. And, you know, that's the sad thing. 
the, the sad, you know, it must break the Lord's heart and must grieve the Holy Spirit because Christians, you know, are just so proud that they actually think that they've, they've got so much to give to the Lord and that they're so great. And I always said it's not our abilities, it's our availability that God can use. And here, here they, they won't believe. They, they, they run, they run in there, they literally run by fear. Uh, they figure if they do this, people, other Christians are going to reject them. Uh, other, other family members are going to think that they're crazy. Well, hey, you're in good company. You know, look in Mark, I believe it's Mark chapter 3. You know, they wanted to arrest Jesus and bring him home. When he started uh, uh, talking about his messianic calling and how he was the Messiah, the anointed one, the Mashiach of, of Yahweh, of, of the Lord. And, uh, and, and, you know, he started healing the sick, casting out demons. And he started preaching very unpopular things. And the Pharisees and Sadducees were mad at him. And the scribes, the professional, you know, lawyers of the Torah were, were upset with him. His family went to arrest him, is the Greek word used there. And they wanted to bring him home because they said, you're crazy. So if anybody thinks we're crazy, Bruce, you know what? We're in, we're we're in a great boat. We're in the you know we're in Jesus' boat. They thought he was crazy too. Well, I like to use the you know the example of uh, the Apostle Paul. Now everybody respects Paul. You know he wrote most of the New Testament. And uh, look at what he said out of his own mouth. He said uh, he had a thorn in the flesh, and it wasn't just an uh, an expression. He says in the next word, you know what it was, a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. And uh, I don't know what the uh, the demonic gateway was in his life and you know uh, how long he battled with that before he got delivered, but even the Apostle Paul, from what I read, brother, uh, was demonized at one time. And folks, it's not anything to be ashamed of. Um, you just admit to the fact you need some help, repent, uh, command the demon to go in Jesus' name, get deliverance, and you can be set free. Uh, brother, as uh, I've co-opted from a saying you use all the time, every demon out is one less in. <laughs> I heard that somewhere before. <laughs> you know, I like to use an example of a dog, you know. Uh, you go pick up a dog at the pound, save its life. You bring it home, now it's got a new master. You go shampoo it, wash it, and, you know, you're combing it, and all of a sudden the uh, the brush stops. And you comb again, it stops, and you push back the hair, and you find a huge tick. You know, you gave it a clean bath, shampooed it, but now you've got to take the tick off. I look at uh, demons as parasites. You know, you pluck it out, okay, put some peroxide on it, and let the wound heal. But then you let that dog run out in the grass, you know, and uh, it was fine. It gets out in the world, you know, gets to playing, and uh, it picks up fleas, comes back in, you know. Got to kill those fleas. So, you know, we can be saved. And I know Jesus can deliver you if he wanted to instantly, but it usually doesn't work that way. Uh, you know, you had demons come in through uh, sin. Uh, you've got to get rid of them. You know, you can be a Christian, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you start to develop some bitterness, maybe some unforgiveness. Someone hurts you. You know, uh, just because you get saved, it doesn't say that you'll never be hurt. So, you know, someone hurts your feeling, and maybe you don't uh, forgive like you should. Well, you can open up the gateway uh, for a demonic spirit to come in. And uh, I always like to use the example of Derek Prince, brother one of the most respected, middle-of-the-road ministers of all time, wrote some of the seminal books on uh, deliverance in his, in his last years. And uh, 
you can check it out on YouTube, folks. This was Derek Prince. He had been saved probably for 50 years. When he gets up and says, look, even he was susceptible to, uh, to, to being demonized, and he got angry at one of his daughters and uh, didn't forgive her, and a demon spirit came in. And uh, he had to get some, some of the, uh, the congregation to come over and lay hands on him and pray and cast the demon out. And he said it went out with a yell, like a, a roar. And he said he felt these things fighting like cats in his stomach. And he got set free, but he said, praise God, you know. So, the, you know, the, the bad news is, yes, you can have a demon, and you probably have one. I probably have some I need to get rid of. But the, the good news is you can be set free in Jesus' name. And uh, it is what the Word calls it as the children's bread. Is that right, brother? Yeah, you know, the, uh, the, the classic Matthew, uh, Matthew 15 and Mark 7 uh, record the uh, tremendous uh, story and account of where Jesus uh, encounters this um, uh, Syrophoenician woman, the Gentile, a, a Gentile woman who has a young, young daughter. The Greek word is not an infant, but a kind of a young girl, a uh, young child, uh, who's so demonized uh, that she can't even get out of bed, that she can't even, even go with her mom hobble along or take a cam uh, you know a, a mule ride or whatever a camel ride and to go see jesus so the mother's desperate and you know we found over the years that people who kind of like you know uh well if i got time and of course i got to do these 15 things first and if i get to number 16 then maybe i'll perhaps and if it's possible you know uh, if i don't have to travel more than you know a half an hour yeah don't waste your time they don't get any help uh, Pastor Worley put it best, Bruce, when he said, the desperate get delivered. And, uh, you know, I remember when I first got a hold of this truth, and I thought, you know, I've probably got a few. And, uh, you know, I, but I really want them out because I don't, you know, I don't want them in me. Anything that's not of the Lord I want out of me, and I only want what's of the Lord. And, it, you know, I got prayer three or four times, Nothing really happened. I think uh, I had a little, uh, little flicker of my, one of my eyelids, and I figured, well, maybe it was a nervous kind of, you know, you know when your muscles twitch, Bruce? Yes, sir. You ever have a muscle twitch? I figured, well, it's probably just that. And it startled me a little bit because I wasn't doing anything. I was just, you know, uh, wanting these things out, but nothing was really happening. And then I discovered that what I needed to do is really, the Holy Spirit reminded me, you know, son, you need to humble yourself. So I was, um, I was really, I was at Hegwish at the time, you know, going to see Pastor Worley for the first time. And uh, that evening is when I saw him. But during the morning service, I had, uh, I really just, as I like to put it, belly up to the bar. And I bellied up and I just said, hey, listen, I really got a problem in an area. And I, I'm going to confess it to you because it's really a, a very, you know, very embarrassing area, and it's something that I'm struggling with as a pastor and as a young pastor at the time. And you know, I, I just need—I just need to let you know, and I want to confess it and humble myself. Uh, I did. Didn't even. I'd never met the man before, but he was, you know, a worker, uh, deliverance worker, and uh, I just humbled myself. And you know, he started commanding. Having gone three or four times with very hardly anything happening, I mean, next to nothing, and all of a sudden, uh, within about a minute, uh, something came up in my throat. Uh, I'm growling. 
Uh, my teeth are, are clenching. Uh, something is trying to look out of my eyes like it's leering, leering uh, around like an animal. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're up nuts. Uh, and last I, you know, last I checked, I, you know, I was able to tie my shoes and read my watch. So I knew I wasn't nuts. And, uh, or there's something, there's someone more than me home in here. And of course it was the, uh, the Holy Spirit just pushing this thing up to the surface to let him, to let me know that, yeah, there is something else home. And they've been, you know, hiding under the radar screen or like sharks circling, you know, not at the surface so you can see them, but way underneath ready to, you know, come barreling up and pounce and on its prey. And I'll tell you, uh, it's been off to the races ever since. And I just praise the Lord for the freedom I've received. You know, Pastor Rowley used to say, if you think I'm dreaming and this is all a pipe dream and I'm, I'm deceived, uh, whatever you do, don't wake me up. <laughs> Because we're having, you know, we're having a great, great time, you know, when you finally receive some freedom, and you know the thing that you know the the, the anger or the or the hatred, uh, or like you mentioned, bitterness with Derek Prince, you know, bitterness will open the door for cancer, and you wonder why so many people are dying of cancer these days. Some people in their twenties, thirties, forties, dying of cancer. And cancer is rooted in bitterness and unforgiveness and rebellion, by the way. Because, you know, a lot of people who smoke, you know, have been told time and time again, don't do it. Doctor tells them you're going to die from an earlier age. You know, mama told them don't do it. Dad told them don't do it. But they rebelled and said, I'm going to do what I want to do. My friends are doing it, and I'm going to do it. And, uh, you know, the demons transferred in from the friends, and now they're working on them to turn them into smokers. And sure enough, they end up... Uh, you say, wait a minute, I thought demons caught cancer. Yeah, they do. Ultimately, that's the spiritual root. Remember, everything in the material reality world that you see around us, that we see around us, is rooted in the spirit. It's rooted in the ultimate cause, which is what's happening in the spirit realm. Uh, but what about cigarettes? You know, 40 different chemicals in, a, in the average cigarette. Well, you know, they just help and destroy the cells at a quicker rate so the demons get their job done quicker. Uh, you know, cancer-causing radiation, benzene, carcinogenic substances, they just kind of help the demons along better. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's some cancers that are not demonic in origin, but I believe most are. And, uh, again, how do we know? Demons have told us. That's how they come in, bitterness, unforgiveness, and, of course, uh, through rebellion. And remember, God curses sin. He cursed Adam and Eve. He cursed both of them. He cursed the serpent. And, it, you know, Bruce, isn't it interesting in Genesis that the serpent was cursed and he was cursed to, uh, you know, kind of writhe on the ground and, and uh, you know, be stuck to the dust, so to speak, on the ground. And guess who's the dust in Scripture? Us, right? Hmm. We're created wow. from the dust. That's right. So we're always getting in his eyes. Good grief. Where do you think uh, demons come from? What are they, yeah. what are they actually? Yeah, I know, you know, Dake and some of these other guys, uh, you know, some some people actually believe that they, you know, they're a pre-demic race and so forth. I don't see that in the Bible. Uh, you know, my own position theologically and and biblically, of course, is that I, there were fallen angels. Revelation talks about, you know, uh, the dragon uh, who's going to be very upset uh, about halfway through the tribulation period and be cast out of the second, first heavens and he'll be thrown to the earth. He knows his time is short. And, uh, it's, you know, the third, the second half of the tribu great tribulation period is going to be just, just horrific. 
but it said the dragon who took a who with his tail drew a, a third of the stars. You know, Bible scholars think that that re- references. Uh, Satan's rebellion when he conned and deceived a third of the angels in heaven to go with him. And I believe that they, Bruce, are what is known as demons today. Basically, God turned a, a ministering spirit, an angel of love, and he judged him because of his rebellion, and he became a spirit, an evil spirit of hate. And, you know, when God makes something beautiful, he makes something beautiful. When he makes something ugly he makes something ugly and you know we you know from the few people who i've met you know who have the ability to see in the spirit realm or uh, and by, by the way i believe they're few and far between but uh usually if you can see in the spirit realm uh it's because of sin because you have some of those spirits in you that allow you to do that they're rooted in the occult they're rooted in drugs and alcohol the hedge has been taken down and you're able to see things and you need those demons cast out so you don't do that anymore because you know, some of the stuff in the sphere realm, uh, in fact, all of it in terms of the demonic, you don't want to see. They're so ugly. You know, that's a good point uh, to move into. Uh, you hear about a hedge of protection. Uh, what's going on there? What does it mean that you break the hedge, the serpent will bite? Yeah, I believe it's Ecclesiastes. I can't give the specific verse. It's been a while since I taught on that. But I believe it's uh, in, in the Old Testament, it's clear that... Uh, you know, there's, uh, and also in Job, uh, Satan talks about the hedge that God has put around Job so Satan and the demons cannot get to him. And, uh, you know, I think as Ecclesiastes talks about, or maybe Song of Solomon, but I think as Ecclesiastes talks about, you know, the, the little foxes get, you know, get through the, the, the hedge into the vine and they, they, you know, piecemeal pick apart the grapevine and they take the grapes. Um, kind of a symbolic uh, metaphorical picture of how the demons work and apparently you know every human being is created with a hedge so you can't see into the spirit realm all when you open your eyes all you do is see the material things you know you knock on the table you knock on the door you pull the refrigerated door open you you know it's all material it's all corporeal uh but there are, you know, when you start getting involved in the occult, when you start begin to get involved in the in in plugging into Satan's kingdom, uh, sin uh, kind of erodes that hedge, that protective hedge. Uh, you get into crack cocaine, man, you can see spirits very quickly. That hedge is uh, is really it's very quickly eroded. Um, you get into alcohol, of course, which is also a drug, just a legal drug. And it's going to uh, take time, but this is what, you know, uh, DTs and uh, seeing uh, animals crawling on walls and, and lizards and so forth. You know, they're just, the person just, uh, for a moment, seeing into the spirit realm when they're, when they're drunk. So uh, basically, anybody can, uh, you know, through sin, through getting into some of these areas God told us not to mess with, uh, drugs, alcohol, marijuana, uh, fornication. <laughs> Uh, adultery, you know. Look, folks, when you when you sin, you break that hedge. The demonic spirits are, you know, waiting. They come in, and uh, you know, it's not that God wanted you to have them, but you know, you made a decision, and you open the door. And they just step in, and they usually don't come in uh, just by themselves. They like to bring in friends, don't they? Yeah. Again, you know, Pastor Worley uh, would would remind us uh, that. Uh, you know, they don't come in in onesies and twosies. They come in kind of a wolf pack. And we, ultimately, we never know how many come in. 
in one uh, in in one uh, entrance, shall we say? Uh, but it's just not worth it. You know, it's it's not worth the aggravation. And I'm telling you from my own perspective, with my own testimony, and you know, don't ever let anybody say your testimony. Well, that's experience. That's not the Bible. Uh, you know, that doesn't hold because Revelation 12:11 says uh, that uh, you know the end time saints uh, overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives even unto death. So the word of you know your testimony is important. And as long as it's true, you haven't, you know, embellished it, made it up, and it's all, you know, a figment of your imagination uh, or a demon's imagination. Uh, you know, the testimony is important, and you know, my own testimony is, you know, some of these demons, Rich, when they've when they've left, I mean, it, it hurt. And God was reminding me of the pain that He went through. You know, when, while I was enjoying my sin, uh, it, it it broke His heart. And it grieved and quenched the Holy Spirit of God who is in us, by whom we are sealed until the day of redemption. And, uh, you know, it, it, it hurts. And, it, and there's pain there because God's wanting us to connect um, pain with sin because our sin pains him. And he wants to, us to realize that, you know, don't do that. Uh, you, you're going to get into trouble and, uh, and the enemy's gonna, gonna, you know, gonna clean your clock. So just stay close to me, stay obedient, and, uh, you know, no one's perfect. Anybody who preaches the doctrine of uh, the error of sinless perfection, uh, you know, I'm sorry, you're all wet. Um, you can't support it with Scripture. A lot of the times perfection, teleos is used, it means just, you know, mature, complete. Uh, there is no one perfect. First John 1, 8 says, you know, if we say we have no sin, then he's talking to Christians. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, confess is uh, homologous, say the same thing as God says about it. Uh, he's faithful and just because of Calvary, because of what his son did, uh, to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we need to, we need to remember that sin is, uh, sin is serious. You know, Bruce, I was thinking of this uh, not too long ago. You know, how many sins would it take to go to hell? Well, uh, honestly, uh, anything could send you to hell. I mean, you know, one yeah, sin is as great as another in God's eyes, say, right? Yeah, let's say you lived a perfect life, and then, uh, you know, you're at the end of your, literally, you know, minutes away from dying, and your nurse uh, spills your bedpan on you, and you punch her in anger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bruce, it's late, and that's the best I could come up with. <laughs> <laughs> I can see myself doing that. Uh, yeah. What's next? And and uh, you know, all of a sudden, uh, whoa! I blew it. All my life, I've been perfect, and now I blew it with anger and violence. Uh, just one sin is enough. It's so bad that you're going to have to suffer eternity to pay for it. Now let now. Again, just think of all the sins, you know, that, that that I committed today, in word, thought, deed, and attitude. Think of all the sins that that uh, the brethren, those who are truly saved throughout the earth, committed today. You know, we're obviously not going to face hell, but my point is, is that you think of the cumulative effect of sin, not only with demonization, but not only with the curses that come down on that sin. 
And we, have, we haven't even had touched the curse of the bastard, curse of legitimacy, other curses, you know. Uh, you know, one sin, this is my point, is so horrible in, in a holy God's eyes that it's enough that you would have to suffer forever for it. Because, you know, you died in your sins. In, in this case, one sin. Let's say two sins if it was violence. You'd have to suffer for it. That's how bad sin is. We don't, you know, we, we don't, our minds are so blinded by these spirits within us that we don't appreciate or begin to, at least I don't, begin to understand how bad my sin is. And I think only when we get to heaven are we going to be able to really appreciate what Calvary accomplished for us and everything that Jesus had to suffer for not only one sin, not only a, a thousand sins, not only a hundred thousand sins, not only, but every sin of every human being who's ever lived and will ever live until the close of time. What about uh, depression and fear? You know, a lot of people I talked to this week, they're depressed. In fact, I was depressed for several days. And, you know, um, some people have fear, you know, fear of heights, fear of the dark, fear of spiders. Uh, are these emotions, or are we actually dealing with some demonic spirits? Well, and I wouldn't put it either or. I would put it, you know, as both ends. Uh, obviously, it's a real emotion, but it's also a real palpable uh, fear spirit that is there to torment. And, and you know, as Pastor Worley taught us, you know, they torment, drive, and harass. So fear, I'm telling you, I've had a lot of deliverance from fear and uh, all kinds of fear. And a lot of the fears that we deal with, uh, great question, of course, is generational that is that these fear spirits have come down our generational lines and you know daddy was afraid of uh, losing his job and and now junior is afraid of losing his job all the time and then you know there was uh, mother always had a fear of snakes and uh, you know uh, fear of snakes is in two of the girls uh, these are, are evil spirits of fear that come down the family lines we call them generational uh, lines, and they are there, and, uh, and and you know, fear is a sin because Romans 11, I believe, it says, you know, it's not it's the opposite of faith. Whatever's not a faith is sin. Uh, so fear is a sin that we commit, and that fear, when we commit it, and we don't immediately confess it, put under the blood, what happens is a demon of fear will come in to perpetuate that and to keep it going and to literally torment. First uh, John, I believe it's chapter 4, uh, you know, talks about uh, perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath what? Torment. Yes. Fear has torment. And anybody who has been up in a high building and they've looked down, Wow, you know, they, they can't even get close to the edge. They have to stay near the door of the elevator if it's a glass elevator. You know, they, they, they're they just fear of heights. Yeah, my and legs start to kind of wobble a little bit. I have to get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So fear, you know, again, uh, it's, and by the way, it's uh, perfect of cast out fear is First John 4.18. And, uh, you know, getting into binding and loosing, you know, we'll bind the, uh, you know, the whole nest of fear spirits. Whatever the person is uh, is 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 having it uh, be challenged by, and uh, we'll loose the opposite angels. So we'll loose obviously perfect love because perfect love casts out fear. So perfect love when you're when you really know that you're loved, 
and you're secure around that person, you don't fear them. I often describe it this way. You know, if, if you've ever had a, perf- excuse me, a favorite relative, when you walk in that relative, you know, let's say it was an aunt, let's say it was an uncle, let's say it's a, it's a cousin, favorite cousin, let's say it's a favorite uh, neighbor or teacher or, or grandparent. Uh, you know, when you walk in there, Bruce, you know, you're not shaking and the doorknob shaking as you're opening it and the door shaking and you're kind of standing at the door. You feel very comfortable, don't you, with them? That's right. You feel very secure with them. You walk up to them, you give them a kiss, you hug them, or you shake their hand, and you just feel, you feel at home. You feel welcome. And that's the way we need to feel with, you know, with God, because the Father has accepted us uh, because we're covered with his, his, the blood of his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're clothed in his righteousness. And he accepts us as we are. Now, he loves us enough he wants us to change, but he accepts us as we are. And we are in his Son. And because of that imputed righteousness, uh, the Bible says that, you know, we're accepted in the Beloved, in his Beloved Son. So we don't have to have a cowering kind of uh, kind of fear where we're shaking and so forth. Uh, that may come if we're disobedient and we're going to, you know, we're in for a spanking. Whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son he receives. But... Uh, you know, perfect love casts out fear, because when you're perfected in agape, and that agape is flowing in you and through you into other people, or I should say through you to other people, uh, there's no fear. There is no fear in the sense of, a, you know, shaking, anxious, uh, is, does he really love me? Does he really accept me? Is he going to cast me into hell? No, 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 it's just the opposite. Now, I'm not talking about the fear of the Lord. I mean, that's a genuine thing. But that's kind of a foundation of the building, and you kind of build up from that into a really love friendship, uh, you know, with God. But but there is, you know, there are obviously a lot of demonic fears. We run into, you know, fear of Satan, uh, fear of demons, uh, fear of boogeymen. Uh, I remember years ago, uh, up here in western New York State, we uh, had a gal who, who came in for ministry, and she had a fear of coal bins. Coal bin, you know, like coal. When she was a young girl, they had coal stoves and stuff. And uh, apparently there's a family reunion every year, and this smart aleck uncle would uh, kind of, you know, throw the kids in the coal bins and kind of hide on them and and uh, play hide-and-go-seek and so forth. But wow. she was actually locked in there one time. She couldn't get out. She was all scared because there were spider webs in there, and it was all dark, and, you know, and a fierce spirit came into her. And it was fear of Colbin. So whatever we've been exposed to could be fear of water, fear, fear of uh, uh, you know big trucks, fear who knows, uh, f- fear of black people, fear of white people, fear of Hispanic people, fear of, of uh, you know neighbors. Whatever the fear is that came into us, uh, someone told me years ago they had a, um, a mitral valve, they were diagnosed with mitral valve prolapse, and they uh, were riding down this kind of big water park slide and they it kind of went too fast they thought they were going to crash or maybe get hurt and they, they said felt they felt something come into them oh through that fear and uh and this demon attacked the heart and was she, the person was diagnosed with mitral valve prolapse Good and uh you know we i was praying with her uh, one time and and was commanding the spirit out and uh the demon left she was healed went back to the doctor and there was no problem 
If you are just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. We've got Pastor John Gogan on tonight with Agape Fellowship. We're talking about demons and spiritual warfare. Brother Gogan, uh, there's probably someone listening now, and I know Will in the archives, and they're asking themselves, well, how do I know if I have a demon? What are the classic signs that a person can look for? I think you mentioned three of them, uh, that they might have an indication that they need some deliverance. Well, again, uh, it, it is, um, you know, when, uh, how do you know the difference? Maybe this is a concomitant question, a follow-up question. Uh, you know, how do you know the difference between what is the sin nature and what is demonic? When it's the sin nature, you, uh, as, the, as the Bible says, you're crucified, you reckon yourself dead to it, and all of a sudden, bang, you know, have a problem. You know, you have a thought, but... You reckon it dead, it's coming from the sin nature, bang, the thought's gone, and, and you just move on. But when that thought becomes tormenting and harassing, and the, it just won't stop, and you feel like you're driven, it's, at that point, you've got you to gotta look under the, you know, pull up the hard drive and Google, you know, it's demonic. Some kind of compulsive, like, driving behavior? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, we've resist. run into all kinds of mind control spirits, all cult mind control. We've run into demons of sexual mind control. You know, there are some people who can't get their minds off sex. In fact, in our culture, probably a lot of people who can't, because you know we're 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 we're, we're you know we're in the middle, immersed in a in a sex mad, dollar chasing civilization. And uh, it's cor- corruption is and decay is everywhere around us. And sexual mind control will literally, I mean, like almost every other minute, they're thinking of some sexual ideas or fantasy is coming into them. We run into demons called fantasy lust. We run into spirits called orgies, uh, people who have uh, orgy dreams at night. Uh, because, you know, when we're in the evening, when we're asleep, we're at our weakest point because we're, you know, we can't use our wills as readily. We're, we're kind of... Uh, in a subconscious state, and that's when we're really vulnerable to the spirits that are within us, or even some that are attacking us from outside, but usually they're inside, and uh, those, are, those are the biggest problem ones. Um, so uh, we run into uh, uh, all kinds of uh, spirits, as I said, and one of the, the biggest nests is sexual mind control. And then it's amazing, once the person, you know, uh, I, I like what, I, what my wife uh, told me she heard the other day, um, it was, uh, you know, you know the verse where Joshua says in Joshua, you know, one that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That's right. Uh, some, you know, you, you can you can uh, kind of uh, amend that as to me and my mouse, we will serve the Lord. <laughs> and uh, you know the, the computer mouse. Oh boy. And yeah, and 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 you know that's some people just need to. As I've told them, you know, if they get a problem with with porn on the internet, they need to, and masturbation, they need to, you know, take the uh, the, the mouse and electrical cord, call the you know uh, uh, ISP service and their service provider, and just say, hey, I'm canceling everything, and and because as Christians, they need to get this thing under control. They need to deal with it because it's just going to get worse. It's like fire; you can't give fire enough; it just wants more. And Proverbs talks about, you know, sexual sin. You know, it's like putting coals in your lap. You're going to get burnt. That's right. Can and, you take a uh, fire in your bosom and not get burned? <laughs> yeah. So um, it's going to happen. You know, and that's where people have got to deal with 
first of all, repent, and and this is an absolutely pre, absolute prerequisite. Proverbs twenty eight thirteen says, you know, whoever um, uh, conceals his sin will not prosper. Boy, Bruce, we know a lot of non prospering Christians, don't we? Yeah, that is they're, true. They're, they're concealing their sin. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's me, you. I don't care if it's um, you know. Uh, people that we know who are, you know, kind of top dog Christian. I don't care who it is. Uh, he who conceals his sin will not prosper. Or well, look, even the, even King David's sin, folks. I mean, we know he did some disastrous things. You know, he had a man murdered, um, Bathsheba's husband. But the key is, um, be quick to repent. It doesn't mean you're not going to sow what you reap, but uh, reap what you sow. But uh, the, the key is repent uh, <laughs> and before it gets worse. Losses. Yeah, mitigate your losses. Yes. You know, the, I always go to the the young girl, 16, you know, 15 and a half, she gets pregnant, and maybe, you know, because of repentance and, and so forth, she ends up getting saved and, and realizes that, you know, it's time to, you know, stop trying to run her life and just give it over to the Lord and so forth, and she gets saved. Well, she's still going to have to have the baby, though, isn't she? There's the consequence. She's forgiven, but there's the consequence. And it's the same thing with David. All the consequences he did, and the curses, the curse of the sword in his house, the curse of what he did in secret to be done in public by his own children, with his own concubines, and on the palace roof in broad daylight. I mean, pretty pretty serious consequences. But you, we've got to repent, and once we repent in these areas, that's when, uh, or renounce, you know, he who conceals his sin will not prosper, but whoever renounces and forsakes will what? Will find what? Mercy. Yes. And I like mercy. You know, God has been so merciful to me. I've made a lot of stupid choices and bonehead decisions, and I've been, quite frankly, you know, just an idiot at times. But I'm so thankful that I can run up to my father, hug him on the neck, sit on his lap, and, uh, you know, and give the Lord Jesus also a hug and sit in his lap, and I can, you know, I can get forgiven, and I can immediately get put under the blood. And if a spirit came in, hey, I, I got a church that I... I get deliverance from every service, every service. And I've been doing it for, you know, I've been here for 21 years and almost nearing 20 years in the full gospel. So uh, that's what I like about it. You, you know, we can attack these things. You can get cleaned up. And if you've got sexual mind control and you can't get your mind off it and you're always having a problem with Internet porn and or, or you're lusting after, you know, uh, people on a continual basis, it's a spirit of sexual mind control. And you can't feed it. You got to repent of it, mean it from your heart. Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen. Renounce it, and then you'll find mercy. And of course, in the mercy, Bruce, as you know, and as I've experienced many, many, many thousands of times now, uh, you know, the Lord reaches down, He frees us from these spirits, so they're not there to torment, harass, and destroy us. I'll be honest, brother. I've gotten into the habit of just doing, you know, self-deliverance daily. I mean, I know just being a part of the world, uh, you know, we can sin, we can make mistakes, and we can get contaminated, but uh, I certainly don't want those things hanging around. <laughs> and, of course, uh, I try no. to... Yeah. Uh, and, I try to... Course, it, you know, you talked about... I'm sorry, for an argument. Yes. You talked about the children's bread. We, we can't forget to talk about a little bit about that, too. Absolutely. And so, you know, I, I know I'm saved, uh, but I also know that uh, I can be demonized. I have yep. demonic spirits that have come out since I've been saved. I know that... Uh, uh, generational curses can affect believers. I had the Lord tell me that in my own particular case, that my brother and I were uh, under a generational curse. And uh, it helps to know a little bit about your genealogy, people, because if you go back up the line and you see 
ancestors that were involved in the occult, witchcraft that had a uh, a pattern of, let's say, adultery. Um, that was in my family. I could trace that back at least four generations. I don't know how far it went back because nobody knows anything about the uh, family beyond that. And uh, God told me one time, he said, uh, in a dream, I didn't see anything, Brother John. I just heard a voice one night. I was living in the Republic of Panama at the time. Mm-hmm. I'd fallen asleep. I had a dream, and the voice said, you and your brother Damon have a generational curse that you need to break. And I'll never forget it. I woke up, and I didn't even remember the dream. I'd fallen asleep on the couch that night. I'd been kind of, you know, speaking to the Lord about some things. And uh, I opened the Word. It was sitting there with me. I'd fallen asleep on the couch. The Word was there. I picked it up, opened the Bible, and boom. I laid my eyes on a verse, and bam, there it came. The dream. Well, my brother calls me about a day later. And he says, man, I, I'm reading this book by Derek Prince called uh, The Blessing and the Curse. And I said, whoa, wait a minute, let me tell you what happened to me. And I, I tell him about the dream, and he said, hey, that's a confirmation. God was steering me to read this book on spiritual warfare. He speaks to you. And I said, yeah. And then he tells we had another brother. Uh, we've got a brother who was in Jacksonville at the time in his condo. And he said he was uh, in his bed, and a demonic spirit came and jumped on him, and he experienced uh, paralysis. And he managed to say, you know, I bind you in Jesus' name. And he said the demon that he saw jumped off of him, ran out of the apartment, and slammed the door behind him as it left. And it it had so, uh, you know, just traumatized him that he he was seeking some counseling on, you know, what to do. And so the Lord was telling our family in particular, you know, we needed a a break of generational curse. We went through one of these warfare prayers at the time. All I knew about was Derek Prince, and uh, this was back in 2005, and I was a believer at the time. So I'm here to tell you firsthand, folks, that you can you can have generational curses. I mean, there's a, a whole series of programs we're going to do with Brother Gogan. You know, we could spend a whole hour just on uh, sins of the father, soul ties. Brother, is it true that uh, you could have sex and your partner, and you, um, you know, you're not married to, let's say, you, you fornicate, or maybe if you are married, you commit adultery, uh, you have sex, you can pick up a an STD, and I'm not talking about necessarily just sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> uh, sexually transmitted demon, folks, there's a soul tie uh, you you build when you you have sexual relations with somebody else. And now if they had a demon, you've got that demon. Most likely it goes right up the, the line. Am I, am I uh, off base with that, brother? No. It, it, again, uh, just based on the experience and the, and the ministry, over these many years, as well as you know what I've know from Pastor Worley and 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 others, other uh, you know uh, precious brethren in, who are you know in the full gospel of salvation, deliverance, and healing, that uh, you know the deep one of the deepest soul ties is uh, is marriage, and of course one of the deepest soul ties is sex, and of course um, as we alluded to earlier, you know uh, if if you have uh, fire in the fireplace, man, that's now you can toast some marshmallows. You can maybe uh, you know get a blanket and sit by the fire and and just reminisce and, and just have a you know have a wonderful time. Uh, fire outside that fireplace. Now you're talking about a house burnt down and you're living on the street or living in a mission or living Agreed. with relatives. You can burn uh, your house down with one night of passion, folks. Yeah. And, and 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 it's one of the deepest uh, soul ties. You know, even the medical community says that you, you know, uh, whoever you've had sex with, uh, you've had sex with not only the, that person but everyone they had sex with. And uh, 
you know, even the medical community says that. So, so and, and, and of course, spiritually, if you have sex with someone, uh, let's say, well, it was only a one-night stand, I only did it once, and, you know, when we, we left and I repented and so forth. Well, I'm glad you repented, but you had... Uh, whatever demons they got from any of their other multiple partners, if they had if they had multiple partners, you got what they got. And uh, you say, well, how do you know? You don't. Only the Holy Spirit knows, and of course the demons that came in. But that could have been anywhere from ten to twenty to a hundred to two hundred. You don't. One hundred seventy-six, one hundred fourteen, thirteen. You don't have a clue. Could be ten legions. Who knows? Yeah, I, I, that may be stretching it a bit, but who knows? You don't know. And that's why it's so important, you know, to stay pure and to stay clean and to, uh, you know, make sure that you are in a monogamous, monogamous relationship with, with a, uh, you know, Christ-surrendered man or woman in a marriage and uh, that you... Uh, avoid, you know, if, if people are always asking, what's the will of God? Go to First Thess 4. Uh, this is the will of God. Paul says, this is the will of God. What? What? That you abstain, that you avoid all sexual immorality. And uh, the Greek word is porneia, you know, and it's uh, covers the spectrum. All sexual immorality. Any kind of sexual perversion. Any kind, and, and specifically, any you know, extramarital sex, which is, of course, adultery, and or, and or premarital sex, which, of course, is fornication. And it's so important, and especially in the society we live in. You know, so many couples I see with these kids that are, that are pushing, being, you know, the kids are being in the, in the strollers being pushed, and I'm looking for rings on the hands of these couples. And, you know, uh, Brother Bruce, I'm not finding many rings. Brother, it's I'm, more I'm, common than we... Than we won't admit to. I'm thinking bastard. I'm thinking, you know, uh, the curse of illegitimacy. Deuteronomy talks about, and, and you know, the, and God can, you know, God doesn't look the other way and says, well, you know, it's just, you know, girls will be girls, boys will be boys, and you know, that's more people are doing it because of the tax write-off, and it's the, if you're married, you have to pay higher taxes, and you know, we really don't want to commit. Uh, God doesn't look at the other way. You know, there's a there's a ten generation curse on illegitimacy. Wow, that person was not welcome in the temple for ten generations, and that curse applies to us today. Comes down the family lines, and uh, by the way, when I'm breaking curses in Jesus' name, I go all the way back to Adam and Eve. You can't go any further back than that. And when I number one, number two, uh, I, I encourage people break the curse of legitimacy, even though you may not be legitimate. Uh, maybe five generations ago, someone may have. So that after you, there's another five generations to go. Wow, uh, so brother Joe, I'm telling you, you gotta you gotta deal with this stuff. This is some serious stuff. Uh, there's people out there listening right now, and they're saying, "Well, you know, I've got some uh, some behavior that I just can't shake, uh, some bad habits." So, yeah, I, I have. Uh, I've maybe fornicated. I've uh, went out and dabbled in porno. Uh, you know, I've got a, uh, a problem with alcohol. Uh, occasionally, I have a joint. Okay, and they say, well, okay, so probably I do have a demon. I, I would admit to that. What can they do to get deliverance? What would what would be uh, the next step to get set free of these things? It's not well, something you want to keep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, obviously, yes, yes, yes. Because I mean, obviously, God uh, God wants us free. He can't use uh, you know defiled vessels. Uh, this is why 
He puts his he puts his Holy Spirit in us. He puts the new nature. First John five, uh, the Greek word is spermatos. We get the word seed, sperm from it. Uh, he puts his new seed in us, his new nature in us. He puts, um, you know, as I said, the Holy Spirit in us. He, he he's invested a lot. He gave up his only begotten Son for us, so he could forgive us for our sins, and, the, and that Jesus could forgive us for our sins. So he's invested a lot. And what he wants to see in us, of course, is be ye holy. It's a command, not an option or a wish. Be ye holy as I am holy. You know, it's wonderful when a child says, you know, I want to be just like you because I really admire you. Man, that just warms your heart. Well, it warms God's heart when we tell him that. Uh, and so what we need to do is, of course, Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen. We need to re- renounce the sin. First of all, I've got to make sure we're saved. And it is so important to uh, just let a gentleman, praise God, uh, on the phone last night uh, up in the, from the Toronto area who would call me through a uh, mutual friend. And, uh, you know, I purposely asked him, I purposely felt led of the Spirit to probe because he said he was a Christian. And most people would say, oh, praise the Lord, well, put your hands up to Jesus. And they, I didn't. And instead I asked him this question, Bruce, and I'm going to ask all the listeners this because I don't want anybody to think that they're saved and they yawn a few times. They think, well, good, I just got a couple of demons. The demons just played with you is all they did. They went out and they came back in. We've got to make sure people are truly saved. Here's the critical question. The question is, and this is what I asked this gentleman, and I said, sir, if you were to die in the next five minutes and you were to rise up out of your body and get to the very portals of heaven and God's voice came over the wall and said... Before you entered, what right do you have to enter my heaven? What would you say? In other words, why should I I let you in to my heaven? This is my heaven. Why should I let you in? What would you say? And the the gentleman said, well, you know, I really haven't done anything real bad to people. I've always watched out for them. You know, I'm a retired police officer, and I just... Didn't do it just as a job, but because I really cared about people. And you know, I loved his answer. The problem was it was a wrong answer. Oh. You know, it was a good works answer. And there are, you can divide every human being. I don't care whether they're Chinese. I don't care what form of Asian they are. I don't care if they're, you know, uh, Eskimo. I don't care uh, if they're, you know, Anglo-Saxon. I don't care what ethnicity they are, Latina. I could, I don't care, but because every human being is either is either following following works religion or they're following a by grace through faith personal relationship with God through His Son Jesus. That is true Christianity. So what I'm hearing is uh, you could be as good as Mother Teresa and. <laughs> It'd be hard to measure up to her and and still not make it in, because uh, works uh, isn't the ticket to get into heaven, is it? It's a personal relationship with God's Son Jesus Christ, isn't it? Yeah, and of course Jesus. Uh, I brought it up to this gentleman after I, I led him through the sinner's prayer, and uh, praise God, he was saved. And I told him the angels rejoice in heaven. You know, within 24 hours, uh, tell three people. Uh, Jesus said, "If you are ashamed of me before men, I'll I will be ashamed." of you before my father who is in heaven and you know bruce uh, I, I i i john 73 jesus defines eternal life he says uh, father that they may know thee the only true god and me jesus christ whom you've sent that they may know personally come to know us 
know, it's an intimate term. It means personally know, not know about, but really get to know on an intimate level, personal level. And we begin that here on earth. So eternal life is a personal relationship That's with right, God and with his son. That's what eternal life is. Eternal life is not, uh, you know, measure, measuring up. Because if you have a, I told this gentleman, I said, if you expect to get into God's heaven, you have to have a righteousness equal to his. And no one's that good. And I said, it's kind of like, you know, he's in Canada and Toronto. So I said, you know, you throw a stone to Montreal. He says, I can't do it. I said, that's right. Neither could I. Because you cannot throw a stone that far. You don't have the righteousness you need to get into God's heaven. But you need that free gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Well, I think this kind of ties in with what we were talking about originally. Uh, can a Christian have a demon? And then we kind of segued way into, uh, you know, who can receive deliverance? Folks, you know, Jesus said deliverance is the children's bread. Uh, it also talks about, uh, you know, a demon going out. You know, the house is swept, but uh, then it goes and gets seven more, more wicked than itself, comes back in. And uh, the state of the person is worse than the beginning. Uh, deliverance is for Christians. You know, that's who get delivered. You cast a demon out of a Christian. You're, you know, they've repented of the sin. And then they want to, you know, avoid getting back into that debacle again. You know, stop sinning. And, you know, you can stay set free. But now you cast a demon out of a non-believer. Uh, one that does not know Christ or does not want to know Christ, um, that would be futile because the demon's going to come out. He's going to go get seven friends, the gang. They're going to come back in. You know, Derek Prince said they run in demon gang packs, you know. Um, and the state of the person would be worse than the beginning. That's why uh, it's illogical that deliverance would be for the unsaved. Um, it doesn't mean that you don't have some authority to bind spirits as a believer in, in the unbeliever. That was a subject we'll cover in binding and loosing, but the point is, is deliverance is for the believer. And so, uh, right there, that uh, infers that Christians have demons. Because the key is to get them out and uh, be in a situation where you're not going to have them coming back in. Or you can really make it bad for yourself. So, so what I'm hearing, Brother Gogan, is uh, a person needs to be saved. Um, then they can receive deliverance. And then... Um, how does a person go about getting that deliverance? Especially in this kind of climate where you don't even hear this talked about. I mean, being raised up, uh, I never saw one deliverance. And I was going to church every weekend for 20 years. I talked to my grandparents, you know, and later in life I said, well, where was the deliverance? Y'all believed in demons, right? Well, yeah, we saw it overseas in Haiti and Trinidad. And, you know, uh, the, the truth of it is the demons were there the whole time. in people around me. and myself. But uh, the church did not believe that uh, Christians can have demons, so they they were oblivious to where the attacks were coming from, Brother John. And I believe you can go into most churches today, and uh, if you could see in the Spirit, you would see a person sitting on a pew, and there would be a demon on either side. Some of the pastors are demonized, folks. Uh, can it happen? How many? Well, I won't mention names tonight, but uh, can anybody remember recent history? A, uh, a major televangelist fell due to porno. And uh, I, ha I happen to have some inside knowledge on some of that. I grew up in uh, a family that uh, was in the religious media business. We know many of these televangelists. And one of the, the well-known ones, you know, later came out, he'd carry around porno mags, brother, in the back of his, 
car. <laughs> and, you know, he had a demonic gateway of lust, and he should have dealt with it and uh, repented and had it cast out before he got exposed because it was embarrassing when he fell. But, folks, these things can happen. They happen all the time. And the, the best thing that you and I can do is realize where our attacks are coming from, from the, who the enemy is, Satan and his host of hell, and uh, get our lives cleaned up and get these things out of us so we can function better. So, uh, brother, let's say uh, someone's saying, yeah, I admit I, I need deliverance. What do I do next? Where do I go? And they're a believer listening to us, incidentally. Let me qualify that. Yeah, you know, Brother Bruce, it's so important that they understand and, and, and come to grips with the fact that it is indeed the children's bread. If they read Mark 7 and 27 in context, context Matthew 15, uh, I think around verses 15 to 18, uh, the, the Matthew's equivalent from Mark 7, 27, uh, the Syrophoenician woman with the young girl. I referenced it before and uh, didn't uh, finish it, but it is, you know, Jesus is clear. Uh, she was asking for deliverance for her young daughter. She was obviously a Gentile. Uh, he came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And uh, she didn't have a right to it, but you know she kept fighting, and she says, "I." And you know, in Matthew 15, it doesn't say, it doesn't say it in, in Mark 7, but in Matthew 15, he says, "Oh, how great is your faith! Oh, your faith!" In other words, wow, believers, people with faith are the ones who deserve and who receive uh, demonic deliverance. I mean, how clear can you be? So believers are the one who have the right. Uh, children's bread means God's children, spiritual bread. And uh, his audience knew because they lived on bread. Bread was a major staple of their diet. When I was in the Philippines, in Asia, I, I, my interpreter said children's rice because they knew what it meant. It's, it's spiritual rice for God's spiritual children. So we have a right to it. We, have a, uh, we, des we, we uh, deserve it because of the cross and all because of grace and mercy. And you know, why don't we just uh, see if we can get a some some deliverance? Uh, do a little mini mass deliverance here. And you know, I'd mentioned how important it is to to forgive uh, people, and unforgiveness and bitterness being a major open door. And it, it's so important that you forgive, that I forgive, as soon as we we are offended by something. You know, if we, if we offended someone else, we need to tell them we're sorry. Uh, you know, those not important words, I, I'm sorry, I was wrong, please forgive me. So let's go through the forgiveness prayer and maybe attack some of these uh, bitter, bitter, unforgiving, etc. spirits, and uh, or I should say et al., because they're personal beings. And then uh, we, can, we can hit some fear as well. So, you know, basically all you need to do is just mean this prayer from your heart. You know, the Lord hears you. Uh, he hears everything that Bruce and I have talked about. And he knows where you are. He knows uh, what you're going through, what you're experiencing. He knows what you've experienced in the sense of, you know, people. Uh, maybe some some gals have been, you know, were raped and taken advantage of sexually uh, in college, or or years ago when they maybe someone was molested when they were younger, uh, male and female. Sadly, um, you know. Uh, maybe uh, someone was, uh, you know, was ripped off for, for a lot of money and they never paid back, or maybe someone was you know, really hurt by by some of the things the parents said. You know, this is the time to forgive. And Jesus uh, makes a very scary statement in Matthew 18. You can look it up later, 34 and 35, I believe it is, uh, where he says, if if we do not forgive our brothers and sisters from our hearts, that God the Father 
the Father will turn us over to the tormentors. Oh. And those are tormenting spirits, Bruce. So let's, um, let's go ahead and, and go through the forgiveness prayer, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll call for some angelic help. And, and basically, when demons leave, you're going to feel like you're yawning and yawning and yawning. Because they're spirit beings, they come out on our breath, they come in on our breath, is what they tell us, and they leave on our breath. Uh, sometimes you'll feel like there's a phlegm, baseball phlegm size, or, or I should say a, you know, a baseball of phlegm, so to speak, in your, in your belly, and you feel like you're going to retch something up, you feel like, almost like nauseous and ready to vomit. Um, the key is you will them out. If you, the Lord sees your mind and your heart, you know, don't pray in tongues, don't use your mouth, because they're going to come out of your mouth. Kind of like a uh, the way we explain it is an ambulance going down the middle of the road. Uh, you know, all the traffic pulls to the side. Uh, they come out of your mouth. You don't want to be using your voice box. You know, just will with your mind and communicate the Lord in your mind and heart. He, he knows what we're thinking. And uh, so let's go through the forgiveness prayer. And I'm going to do it in bite-sized pieces. We have, uh, you know, uh, almost 20 You've got plenty left. of time, brother. Uh, yeah, take so whatever time necessary. Praise the Lord. Let's uh, let's hit some of this stuff. And again, unforgiveness is so big; it's so important. And um, let's uh, go ahead and mean it to the Lord, and let's pray. Uh, Father in heaven, I confess that in my past, I have held unforgiveness, sometimes bitterness and resentment. in my heart against certain people who have hurt and disappointed me. I now acknowledge this as sin and confess it to you as sin in accord with the promises of 1 John 1 9. I do now forgive the following people whom I can't remember who have hurt and disappointed me. And I'll give you a few moments. And I ask God the Holy Spirit to just bring these faces to your minds, to bring names to your minds, so that you can forgive them. And just let it go. Forgiveness means to loose. Loose them as God has loosed you from what you owe Him because of what Jesus, His Son, did on Calvary, you also loose others. All right, let's continue. I now freely forgive all these people and ask you, Heavenly Father, to bless them if they're still living. If they're unsaved, 
please reach down and save them. If they're saved, then bring them into the full gospel of healing and deliverance. I also forgive myself for my own sins and failures, for you have freely forgiven me. Thank you, Father, for your freedom from the load of unforgiveness, resentment, and bitterness. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And some of you are thinking, well, Pastor John, I didn't feel a thing. I mean, I said it, but I, I didn't yawn, nothing happened. It's okay. Uh, the enemy felt it. Um, the legal grounds have been pulled out. No demon can be in us unless they have a sin legal ground. They have to have a legal right to come into us and to stay there. So you've removed a lot of legal grounds with that. When we, when I begin commanding is when you set your will against them, that is, you know, want them out. And uh, if you meant that prayer from your heart, then they will leave. A lot of times, as you know, you heard my own testimony where it took three or four times, you know, five or six times for prayer, you know, the fifth time for prayer, and I had to really humble myself with a, uh, you know, a certain bondage, a certain sin, and, uh, you know, the, the, the demon in that area left, or demons in that area left. So, you know, you may have to, have to really, uh, you know, do some renunciation prayers. Uh, we carry all of Pastor Worley's booklets, and if you'd like, uh, from the Agape Bible Book Room to email me or call at 716-655-5008, you know, there are some more renunciation prayers you can go through and, uh, and, and, you know, really hit these things and, and uh, keep on fighting them. They will leave. They, they know when you mean business. And they know when the gig is out. Brother Gogan, so, uh, for those that are just tuning in, I want to make an announcement. You're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. We've got Pastor John Gogan on right now of Agape Fellowship. And uh, if you're tuning in, it's not by mistake. We're getting ready to do the mass deliverance portion of the show. And Brother uh, Gogan, explain to those that uh, are unfamiliar with this term, mass deliverance, We've got people uh, tuning in right now that come out of the New Age, Reiki, Yoga, Hinduism, and they're in for a special treat right now. <laughs> what is about to take place? What is a mass deliverance? Yeah, a mass deliverance is essentially a uh, mass is in the sense of group deliverance. Uh, it's kind of like uh, putting a fishing net out as opposed to uh, just uh, putting a reel out and <laughs> kind of reeling them in one by one. A mass deliverance, a group deliverance, is kind of where you, as I said, you put the fishing line, excuse me, the, the fishing net out, and you, you kind of pull in whatever's out there. And uh, in, in our case, we kind of pull them in and, and dump them overboard, in a sense, because, uh, you know, the Lord's freeing, freeing everybody uh, from, from some of these, uh, you know, general areas. Uh, you know, Bruce, a lot of the time we'll pray with people, and of course, you know, men with men, women with women, unless they're married. Uh, and, uh, you know, we will, uh, pray, you know, and Jesus sent them out two by two, and we'll, we'll have one sister pray with, you know, another gal in the Lord who needs prayer, and vice versa. 
So, you know, we pair them off, and uh, for good reason, we follow the example of the Lord in that. And uh, in this case, everybody kind of sits together in a group, and we, as I said, uh, we do a mass deliverance. Now, this is different because it's over the air. Nobody can see anybody. They can just hear the voice and agree and, and uh, you know, apply faith. And again, it's so important that you believe what you're saying. Uh, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Let's do one more prayer, and that's confession of the sins of the fathers, and then I'll call some angelic help down, and I'm just going to start commanding, and we're going to attack some um, uh, spirits of bitterness, unforgiveness, and so forth, and maybe attack some fear, and then we'll kind of close in prayer. Uh, just uh, say, I'm going to put it in bite-sized pieces, so if you can uh, just say this uh, in your mind and heart, if you can say it out loud, it's even better. Uh, if you're in a setting where you can't really do that because someone's in the other room, just you know, just say it from your heart. Mean it before the Lord. Uh, I'd recommend closing the door because, especially if you start coughing, retching up, they're going to think you're, you know, you're uh, choking to death or something. So you may want to try to, uh, you know, if, uh, try to get into another area of the house where people aren't going to hear you as uh, as readily. All right, let's agree in faith, uh, in accordance with Leviticus 26. I do now confess the sins of the fathers, the sins of my ancestors, all idolatry, witchcraft, occultism, sexual lust, adultery, fornication, pride, hatred, Bitterness, unforgiveness, divorce, perversion, rebellion, stubbornness, alcoholism and drugs, witchcraft, and wicked heart of unbelief. I claim forgiveness on the basis of 1 John 1 9 and break the curses and lift the curses whoredoms and iniquities from me and my descendants and I command all evil spirits associated with these to leave me now and my family and go to wherever Jesus sends you I also break, cut, and cancel all ungodly soul ties with anyone who's ever dominated me contrary to the will of God and word of God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, I'm just going to call some angelic help, and as I said, we have some time here, about 12 minutes, and let's uh, let's just hit some of these some of these things. We're going to go after bitterness, unforgiveness, and then uh, fear. I've got a uh, a buffer zone of 41 minutes, so if you go over, that's not a problem. Oh, tremendous! As long as I'm not infringing in your time, uh, no, you've that's got fine. it, brother. Go for it. All right, Satan, uh, just agree with me in faith, any all the listeners, and uh, and let's uh, let's pool our faith. Satan, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We put you and all of your legions on notice that we are attacking you from our position in Christ where we are seated at the right hand 
of God the Father in the third heaven. This places us above you, above all principalities, powers, thrones, and dominions, world rulers, rulers of darkness, kings, princes, and every other angelic rank under your command. In Jesus' mighty name, we ask you, Father in heaven, for sufficient legions of the holy angels to bind all satanic forces here and in the air overhead so that they will not be able to interfere in any way with God's people from being set free and healed. We further command in Jesus' mighty name that all free demonic spirits within any locations where any other people are, any believers are, be securely bound and taken where Jesus sends them so that they cannot interfere in any way. We also take authority from the third heaven where we are seated in Christ at the right hand of the Father and remind every evil spirit that you must obey when we call your name by function or family name. You're to come out of God's people and go to wherever the Lord Jesus sends you. And we also bind all demonic transference in Jesus Christ's name. Amen, amen, yeah. and amen. All right, now, again, will them out. Set your, your, your will against them. You know, everybody has a mind, will, and emotions. And uh, just, Holy Spirit, I just ask you to just strengthen our wills to hate sin, to truly repent from our hearts, and to really want freedom. The children's bread in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, all spirits of unforgiveness, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Get out of God's people. Will them out. Will them out. All spirits of unforgiveness, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits of unforgiveness and bitterness, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits of bitterness and unforgiveness in Jesus' mighty name, you loose God's people and you let them go. Now, come on out. All the spirits, come on. Every demon of bitterness, all spirits of resentment, come on out. Resentment. Resentment toward mother. Resentment toward father. Resentment toward stepfather, adoptive father. Resentment toward teachers, high school teachers, junior high school teachers, middle school teachers. Elementary school teachers, all spirits, come on, move, all the way out. All the resentment toward pastors, toward other Christians, come on. All the revenge, retaliation. Angels, go in and dig up that root of bitterness. Hebrews says, Hebrews twelve fifteen, that the root of bitterness defiles many. Come on, all the way out, right now, all those defiling spirits can leave too. That want to poison relationships with someone that we're bitter against. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Hidden bitterness, all the times we hide our bitterness toward family members when we're with them. Spirits of hidden bitterness, come on out in Jesus' mighty name. Spirits of, of uh, root of bitterness, gall, wormwood, poisonous root, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Hard bondage, complaining, murmuring, backbiting, envy and strife, come on out. All that wrath and anger, all the wrath and anger that came in when our parents were this over maybe abusing us or over disciplining us and they're taking their anger out on us and we knew it we forgive them and we let it go now come on all the spirits that came in when we were kids come on cursing all the spirits of cursing come on out where we cursed our parents come on out in jesus christ's name get out of god's people come on move all spirits of wrath anger all spirits of bitterness retaliation and revenge, ill will and spite. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. I'll get them back. I'll pay them back. Get out of God's people. Come on, move. All you demons, come on. I see you there. Get out right now in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. These are God's people. 
They're willing against you. Come on, bitterness, retaliation, revenge. All bitterness, retaliation, and revenge. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Root of bitterness. All the cancer spirits that came in, all cancer, come on out right now in Jesus Christ's name. Come on. All the cancer, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Breast cancer. Come on out. Liver cancer. Come on. Pancreatic cancer. All the cancers. Come on. Cancers in the sexual organs. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Rectal cancer. All the cancers. Come on. Out of the mouth. Out of the esophagus. All the cancers in, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You loose God's people. Let them go. Come on. Move. All the way out. All the cancer that came in through the bitterness and unforgiveness. Out in Jesus' mighty name. You've lost your legal grounds. Now get out. Father, again, I ask you to send more angels right now to every listener's home, every, uh, where every, any of the listeners are, and they want freedom. Anyone listening in the future, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Just, we just loose angels right now in Jesus Christ's name. Prepare the way to till the soil of the heart, to make it soft and supple. Come on, move all the way out. All cancer spirits, all bitterness, all unforgiveness, retaliation and revenge, backbiting, all the backbiting spirits, malicious gossip. Come on. All those rumoring spirits. Come on. Gotta, 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 you can't wait to tell someone. Get on the line and, and disguise it with what we're going to pray for them. Come on. All those gossip spirits, malicious gossip. Come on. Move. Get out of God's people right now in Jesus Christ's name. Come on. All the way out. Jesus came to set the captives free. Luke 10, Jesus says, Behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I give you exousia, authority over all the dynamis, power of the enemy. Get out in Jesus Christ's name. Move right now, all the way out. Every demon of cancer. Come on, cancer of the throat, cancer of the tongue cancer of the brain, all the cancer spirits and whatever organ of the body, we bind you and we command you to leave right now in Jesus Christ's name. These are God's people. We just lose life, health, healing, and restoration right now to bring full healing, full shalom, full recovery. All the way out right now in Jesus Christ's name. Father, just ask you to have your angels pour the blood of Jesus over all these areas to promote full shalom, full peace in body and in soul and in heart. Come on, move all the way out. All those revenge spirits, all the ill will, all the spite, all the bitterness, not forgiveness, that churns in the belly. Every time they hear their name, they just it just it bothers them. All those spirits in the mind, in the heart, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. They forgive as an act of their will. Now, you demons that are in the emotions, we bind you and we command you to leave. Come on, move all the way out. Let's go, let's go, let's go. All the way out. You loose God's people. All that bitterness and unforgiveness, retaliation and revenge, root of bitterness. Angels, just go in and dig up all the roots. Dig up all the roots. And we command these roots, we forbid these roots to ever regrow. In fact, we forbid you to ever return. Now, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the bitterness, all the unforgiveness, all the retaliation. These are God's people. The Church of Jesus Christ is being cleaned up. So when the Lord Jesus comes back, he has a pure bride. Now, come on, move all the way out. All the way out. All the way out. Loose us and let us go right now. All the bitterness toward spouse, bitterness toward ex-spouses. All that bitterness, all the hurt, all the deep hurt, out of God's people. 
All that hurt, wounded spirit, bruised emotions. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. All the way out. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. Come on, all the way out. Come on, demons, you listen to the Holy Spirit. Now, come on, move. All the way out. These are God's people. You loose them and let them go. All the way out. We want to be free from bitterness, revenge, retaliation, coldness. I bind all those demons called cold shoulder. Come on out right now. Get out in Jesus Christ's name. All the mental illness that's come in, all those spirits of mental illness, all the demons that are fragment of the soul, angels going to fragment their souls into pieces. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. These are God's people. Now you loose them and let them go. Loose them and let them go. Loose them and let them go. All the way out. All the spirits that drive, torment, and harass. Get out of God's people. Come on. All the way out. All that spite, all the ill will, revenge. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the depression, heaviness, melancholy, sadness, despair, despondency, discouragement. Come on, frustration, easily frustrated. Come out of God's people right now in Jesus' mighty name. Easily frustrated. Come out of God's people right now in Jesus' mighty name. Easily frustrated. All the frustration spirits and the anger that goes with it. Come on. I'm so angry I could get out in Jesus Christ's name. We confess all the anger toward self, toward others, toward God. We forgive and we let it go as we have been forgiven. God has forgiven us for a priceless amount of sin. I mean, 10 trillion times a trillion worth of sin, and we can't forgive someone for $10? Get out in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. All the, all the tormenting spirits, too. All the tormenting spirits. Torment, come on, torment. Mental torment, emotional torment, physical torment. Get out in Jesus Christ's name. Pain, come on, all the spirits. Let's go. All the way out. All the way out. All the way out. Come on, all the fear, too. We renounce fear. We repent of fear. We want only faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. Come on. All those spirits of fear. Come on. Fear of giving and receiving love. Fear of dying. Fear of pain. Fear of falling. Fear of the darkness. Fear of Satan. Fear of demons. Fear of dogs. Fear of cats. Fear of big dogs. Big cats. Fear of insects. Fear of snakes. Fear of crowds. Agoraphobia. Come on. Fear of close places, claustrophobia, come on, move, fear of water, fear of drowning, fear of coal bins, fear of close places, fear of the future, fear of what's going to happen to the United States, fear of losing everything, fear of nightmares, fear of thunderstorms, fear of losing your salvation, fear of judgment, fear of hell, fear of purgatory, fear of limbo, all these spirits, get out of God's people right now, all the fear, fear of priests, fear of nuns. Fear of religious clergy. Fear of excommunication. Out in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Fear of divorce. Fear of separation. I bind you in Jesus Christ. Fear of doctors. Fear of nurses. Fear of dentists. All the fear spirits. Fear of the dark. Come on, out of God's people right now in Jesus Christ's name. Scripture says perfect love casts out fear.
because fear has torment. When we're completed, when we are perfected in love, when we have a complete understanding of how much God loves us through his Son, there's no fear there. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Come on, move all the way out. Get out of God's people right now. All the fear spirits, fear of mother, fear of father, fear of step-parent, fear of abuse, fear of being beaten, fear of sexual abuse. All the fears, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. These are God's people. They want to be set free. Jesus came to set us, the captives, free. That's good news. All the fear, come on out in Jesus' name. All the fear, it's my fault. All the guilt, shame, and condemnation that comes with it, it's my fault. It's my fault. I did everything wrong. I must have asked for it. I bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All the spirits, all the fear. All the fears, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Fear. Fear. All the fear. Fear of making wrong decisions. Fear of failure. Automatic failure mechanism. Come on, all the way out. Automatic failure. Fear of being rejected. Fear of being hurt. Fear of judgment. Fear of authority. Fear of failure. Fear of death. Come on, keep on coming up. All the way out. Fear of witchcraft. Fear of loss of salvation. All the spirits. Fear of disapproval. Fear of being wrong. Fear of having children. Fear of pain. Fear of sickness. Fear of cancer. Come on up. Fear of heart attack. All the spirits. All the demons. Fear of the future. Fear of crowds. All horror spirits. Panic. Fright. Sudden fear. Terror. Dread. Apprehension. All the fear spirits. Come on. Move. All the way out. We bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. These are God's people. These are God's people. These are God's people. Now get out in Jesus Christ's name. Keep on willing against them. Will them out. You can't be passive. I bind all spirits of passivity. You can't be passive. I break all, cancel all curses of Ahab and Jezebel over the family lines back to Adam. And even also, I bind all spirits of Ahab and Jezebel that strengthen each other. Come on. All the passivity, we bind you. You can leave too. Come on, all the way out, all the way out. Strengthen their wills, Holy Spirit. Fear of pain, fear of sickness, fear of confrontation, fear of the boss, fear of losing your job, fear of bankruptcy, fear of going broke, fear of being thrown out in the street. All the way out. These are God's people. Now, come on, move. Come on, demons. Father, send more angels. These demons aren't, aren't moving as quickly as I want them to, as they need to. Send more angels, more angels, more angels. We break the chains of command in the heavenlies. All the way out. Come on, in Jesus' almighty name. Come on, move. All the way out. All the way out. All the way out. All the fear. Come on. All the fear. Fear of failure. Fear of uh, falling uh, immorally and sexually. Come on, all these sex spirits too can leave. Come on. We confess it is sin. We repent. We mean business. Now, come on, all the spirits. We renounce it right now. Especially all the sins of the fathers in these areas that have generated. We break all generational curses tied into this. Come on, we confess all iniquities and whoredoms. Come on, all the way out. Come on, let's go all the way out. Move it. All spirits of promiscuity, harlotry, whoredoms, lewdness, looseness, perversion, 
adultery, fornication, uncleanness, wildness, wanton, all spirits of lawlessness. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Lawlessness. All spirits of prostitution, male and female. We break every family line curse, all generational curses, giving you legal grounds. Back to Adam and Eve. Come on, on all sides of the family lines. Spirits of Paphian, Aphrodite, spirits of Venus, whoredoms and iniquities, harlotry, pimping, Jezebel spirits that use sex to get their way with, with men. Come on, or with husbands. All spirits of abuse. All spirits of rape and sexual abuse. Come on, move. All spirits of rejection, rebellion, hurt, drugs, and alcohol. Come on, all the, all the alcoholic spirits tied into it. Come on. All the way out. All spirits of prostitution. All spirits of prostitution. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. All spirits of prostitution. Come on out. Move, move, move. Promiscuity. All the spirits that of pornography. Come on, all spirits of sexual perversion, come on out. Fantasy, lust. Come on, all the way out, all the perversion spirits. Homosexuality, lesbianism, orgies, bisexuality, all sexual mind control, lewdness, lasciviousness, uncleanness, spirits of carnality, all the lust spirits that, that live in the eyes, reside in the eyes, all spirits of masturbation, nudity, marriage-breaking spirits curiosities, sexual impurity, all spirits of defilement. Get out of God's people. God says, be ye holy as I am holy. Be ye holy as I am holy. It's a command, not an option. We're commanded to be holy as God is holy. That's our goal. Now, out in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, all spirits of sexual impurity, defilement. Come on. Want the soul of all the of the names of the person they've had sex with. Come on, the soul of that person, get out in Jesus Christ's name. They can't get their mind off them. They're driven by them. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. We break all love and lust potions in Jesus Christ's name and spells over them in Jesus Christ's name. Come on, move. All the spirits that came in through the lust, and love po lust potions and spells. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. All malignancies, come on. All these spirits have been commanded by name or by function. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name, tightly in chains and fetters of iron and barbed wire freshly dipped in the blood of Jesus. Come on, move, 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 move. Get out of God's people. These are God's people. We have a right to the children's bread. Jesus said, some of his parting words, these signs will follow those who believe. We're believers. First sign, in my name they will cast out demons. So come on, let's go, all the way out. That's exactly what we're doing. We're casting demons out of ourselves. Now, come on, move all the way out. You loose God's people. Loose us and let us go. Jesus said in Luke 13, the woman with a crippling spirit, 18 years, a crippling spirit that had her bent over for 18 years, a crippling spirit, a spirit of infirmity, an arthritic spirit, rheumatoid arthritis, whatever it was, a crippling spirit. He says, woman, thou art loose. And she immediately stood up. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All these crippling spirits, too, can leave. Come on, move. Loose God's people in Jesus' mighty name. All the way out. Hurry up. We're going to box you up. We're going to marinate you until 
the next time for prayer or whenever the Lord wants to pull you out, so you might as well just leave. Make it easy on yourselves. Pastor John, I am uh, carrying my spiritual 12-gauge tonight, and I would also like to fire off a couple rounds with your permission. Of course. You know, the Word says that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And it says, where two or more are gathered together, agree on anything, it shall be done. So right now, in agreement, myself and Pastor John Gogan, Agape Fellowship, I bind the strong man and power demons and anybody listening to this program, live or in archive right now. I bind you and I command you to come out in Jesus' name. All spirits that came in through witchcraft, come on out in Jesus' name. We bind any lying spirits, any spirits that came in through Roman Catholicism or Hinduism, come out in Jesus' name. We bind all spirits that came in through the martial arts, chakras, chi, energy. We bind you in Jesus' name. All spirits that came in through yoga, through Reiki healing, we bind you and command you to come out in Jesus' name. Bind all spirits of death and destruction. All spirits of Megaton. All spirits of Apollyon, we bind you in Jesus' name. Come out. All spirits of Incubus and Succubus, Asmodeus, we bind you in Jesus' name. Come out right now. Bind all spirits that came in through witchcraft, through the movie Inception, with Leonardo DiCaprio, we bind you. Come out right now in Jesus' name. All you spirits of suicide, God's people, come out in Jesus' name. All spirits that came in through watching the movie Avatar, through the Harry Potter movies, we bind you in Jesus' name. And I bind any spirits of depression. I bind any spirits that came in through pride and Leviathan, spiritual pride. We bind you in Jesus' name. Come out of God's believers. In the name of Jesus Christ. And go to Tartarus right now, in Jesus' name. And for any of those that are listening right now that don't know Jesus Christ, I bind the strong man of power demon in you, and I command all demons inside of you to go into a box, a cage. I cover it with the blood of Jesus, and I'm asking God right now that you would loose angels down right now to read the scriptures to those demons 24 hours a day. I'm asking God you would send your Holy Spirit to pull the blinders off these people's eyes and bring them to you. Father God, in Jesus' name. And I ask all this in Jesus Christ's name. Brother, I have fired my shells. Let me pass it back to you. <laughs> amen, amen, and amen. And, uh, and for those listening, don't give up. You say, well, nothing happened. I must not have any. Uh, not quite. Uh, they're there. It's just a matter of time. And for those of you who, you know, some things happened, but not an ex- quite expectation of what you wanted, uh, give it time. And uh, you got to keep on hitting them. you got to keep on, you know, you, you can't feed demons. I've always said you can't feed demons uh, steak, and lo- steak and turf, uh, steak and lobster uh, every night and expect them to want to leave. Uh, you know, you feed them steak during the day, turf and lobster during the day, give them some, uh, as much as they want, filet mignon. No, no, no. you got to starve them. And starving means you can't. You know, keep on strengthening with the sin that so easily besets, which is exactly what Hebrews 12 talks about. And uh, so, it's important that you just remember that it, you know, it's it's not all at once. And uh, I've always said, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You just, how do you get deliverance one demon at a time? Don't give up. Don't be disheartened. Uh, you do like I did. Uh, you just got to keep on hitting them, and they'll crack wide open. And uh, you got to really love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, or at least have that as your 
as your goal uh, for life. And um, the other thing is, uh, you know, Brother Bruce was calling out some occultic spirits. It's very important that you, you know, renounce these things, renounce all fooling around with the occult. And uh, it's important that you really hate, you know, the fear of the Lord, Proverbs says, is to, is to not play with evil, but to hate it. And it's so important that you hate evil, that I hate evil, that Bruce hates evil, in all forms, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, there are some things where Bruce is better than I am, and he's kind of gotten victory in those areas. And uh, there are others where Bruce's I, I've gotten victory in some areas uh, where Bruce hasn't, and that's where we you know where we work together to kind of help each other. That's what the body yeah. of Christ is is genuinely all about. And I've always said that all we are is one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread, and uh, that's all we are. I'm, I'm not uh, you know I've gotten a lot of good freedom, but you know of course when you're untied and uh, in the kitchen and you know partners next to you, you first thing you want to do is untie them. And that's all we want to do is, in Jesus' mighty name, untie other believers. And if you say, well, I don't have any demons, and, and, and you don't have to worry about me, brother, you, don't, you know, I'm, I'm fine, uh, you're deceived. Uh, it, it just shows how strong your deception is and how many spirits of deception and delusion you got and denial, spirits of denial. So I would say get back to the Word, open up the Word of God, uh, check out the scriptures we gave you tonight, put it to prayer, and just do the same thing I did. Holy Spirit, if these, if Bruce Lee is a cult leader, and if Pastor John Gogan of Agape, uh, or a gate, a gapey, or whatever he is, uh, if he's a kook, um, just show me. He'll show you. I'm not afraid of the truth, and neither is Bruce. And he will show you, just like he showed us. And just keep your heart and mind open. Look in the Word of God, and the Word of God will tell you everything. Peter says, you know, the Word of God has given us. God, through the Word, has given us all the great and precious promises that we need for life and godliness. So trust the Word, believe the Word, and, um, and just test it to see if what we're saying is true, because it is. And uh, not because we tell you, but because it is in the Word. So don't get discouraged. Don't be disheartened. We're going to box these, these demons up in a few moments. And, uh, and, of course, if you have questions, you're welcome to... You know, I love to answer questions, uh, and and feel free to email. Also, if you want materials and booklets, we have a book list. We can send you book and tape list. We have uh, a number of Pastor Worldies uh, now available on DVD, and you can we can send you the list, and you can check off what you'd like in terms of the messages, and and they are just rich uh, beyond uh, beyond uh, understanding. They're just so rich. These messages were given. Uh, you know, 13, 14, 15, 20, 25 years ago. And they're just as practical as today and especially involving the full gospel and deliverance truth. So, uh, just, Praise uh, God. Uh, just, Brother Gogan, I have to interrupt you because I've got to share a, uh, a live testimony with you. As you Amen. were praying, we've got someone who just written in and said, uh, thank you so much, all that are praying. I got rid of claustrophobia and crippling arthritis during the prayers. Praise the Lord. I have fought that claustrophobia for years, maybe two or three. Uh, I mean, for years. And he said, she says, you know, where two or three are gathered. So listen, folks, there is power in agreement, power in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Pastor John Gogan of Agape Fellowship and myself, the Omega Man Radio Network. This can be available up in the archives after the show is over. Go back and listen to it from the beginning and play it and go to the Mass Deliverance. 
Brother Gogan just gave. Uh, this is powerful. Send it to your friends. Uh, Brother Gogan, uh, I'd like you to box up the demons, and I have a, a question or two I want to ask you about your ministry. <laughs> Amen. Boy, I'm rejoicing. Uh, you know, I, Three things, uh, uh, Brother, I love to do in life. Uh, one is leading people to Jesus. I just had the privilege of doing that uh, last night on the phone. And then the other one, of course, is uh, casting out demons, and the other is preaching the word of God. So uh, I'm, I'm, uh, and I'm, I'm like a, a, a pig in the mud, uh, so to speak. Uh, you know, I'm just wallowing uh, and and just enjoying every minute of it because it's such a joy and a privilege to serve heaven. Well, let's box these things up. Some people are wondering, well, what, what does that mean? Box these things up. That sounds kind of, kind of strange. Uh, if you read the Old Testament, you know. Uh, uh, the uh, I think it was uh, Joshua who uh, you know got a hold of these Can- some of these Canaanite kings and God says before you uh, do anything with them I want you to put them in some caves and then I'll tell you when uh, when to uh, eliminate them when to kill them I think it was Agag and and uh, some of these others uh, you can check it out for yourself so one of the workers years ago said well, wait a minute why don't we do that with the demons and and, and instead of just kind of letting them uh, the ones that haven't left kind of kind of roaming and being loose, why don't we just uh, see if we can box them up and uh, have, the, have the angels put them in caves and boxes and enclosures. So uh, obviously if, you know, if you're uh, kind of used to having freedom in the sense of doing what you want, then suddenly you're locked in a, in a jail cell, uh, 9 by 12, uh, you don't like it. And eventually, hopefully, you're going to want to leave. Uh, if you have the opportunity. So that's what we hope, too. We want them all out. We want them uh, just leaving. So just agree with me in faith. Father, right now, we thank you, as Brother Bruce outlined, uh, echoing the Word of God, where Jesus, your Son, said that uh, where two or three are gathered together and or agree as touching any one thing, we do agree as touching this. And we, just right now, every free and floating spirit that is within us, uh, that has not left from the strong man on down to the lowest steam and reckoned power. We bind in Jesus' name. We tie them up in the spirit realm. And we also uh, gag them, and we ask you to have angels just put them back in enclosures 600,000 times too small to seal them with the blood of Jesus so they can't leave and uh, can't get out and cannot do what they want to do anymore. And just to torment them. We also pray that you're kind of light in the third heaven where they were kicked out of will shine through to remind them of where they were kicked out of and also where they're going to the lake of fire, hell, forever and ever and ever with their boss, Satan. And we also pray right now that uh, and, and petition and ask, please, that you would have your angels, um, uh, let's see, read scriptures they hate to hear, especially the future torment and hell fire. And we also pray, and the defeat at Calvary, and also any other scriptures they hate to hear. We pray that angels of life, health, healing, and restoration will go into us, pour the precious balm of Gilead, the oil of the Spirit, and the blood of Jesus everywhere to promote full shalom, full healing, wherever they've left, as they've trashed the apartment, so to speak, uh, let it be totally healed, totally restored. And uh, we ask the Holy Spirit to just invade that area and have uh, total freedom in that in that apartment. And we uh, also ask that you'll cover us, our families, church families, properties and possessions of which we are stewards, with the precious blood of Jesus Christ to protect us from any else satanic and demonic backlash. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and everyone said, Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Brother Gogan, uh, if there's people out there listening right now and uh, would like to invite you to their church or to uh, a conference that they're in charge of, uh, I'd like to get more information about your ministry. 
Um, how can they get in touch with you? Go ahead and give out your website and your contact information again, please. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, thank you, Bruce, uh, so much. You're so kind. And uh, essentially, uh, I've held, uh, oh, let's see, over the years, I've been to Asia, been to uh, Europe, uh, I've been to Canada several times, of course, uh, since we're real close to the border and to Toronto, uh, and uh, been uh, many times, almost a dozen times, to California and up and down the East Coast, and uh, oh, I think I've been to spoken at and attended about 66 Hegewish workshops. We've had about 52 of ours. We're coming up on 53, I think, uh, September 17th. So I've been a lot of places traveling, and uh, I am so delighted to share, uh, you know, the rest of the story, uh, Deliverance Truth, uh, Salvation Healing Deliverance with anyone who will listen. And, you know, usually we ask, uh, you know, 10 or more people or at least... Uh, enough to to uh to really make it worth worth uh everyone's effort and uh you know I'm willing to come to churches to train people uh obviously they got to be serious obviously you know um they they really got to want to want to hear the truth even when it hurts as as I do because a lot of the truth does hurt hurt me but you got to hear it because that's how you get better and uh, so if you want to contact me, you're welcome to either through our website at agapebible.org. It's real real simple, agape. It stands for, you know, of course, it means love. It's the highest form of love in the Greek language. Uh, agapebible.org. Or you can uh, email me at pjservant. That stands for Pastor John. pjservant at aol.com. And... Uh, or you're welcome to uh, phone call at the church office here at 716 area code 655-5008. If you're planning on attending our conference, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Uh, it's coming up the 17th, I think it's the third weekend in September. And uh, weekend of 17th, and you fly into Buffalo Niagara International and uh, and would love to have you. If, you. if you give us your name and address, I would be glad to send you a free flyer for the conference. And uh, it goes from Friday evening at 7 o'clock all the way through Sunday. We usually finish up about 3, between 3 and 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So it's a workshop. It's not a sleep shop. It's uh, <laughs> you get a lot of rest. But it's a workshop, and you have three opportunities for, for deliverance prayer, some great Bible teaching, uh, and just uh, some tremendous fellowship and really rubbing shoulders with people who are being set free. And you, I'll tell you, you can see the difference between believers who are still bound and believers who are, you know, being unbound. I wanted to add, uh, people listening out there, uh, you're listening to Pastor John Gogan and Mega Man of a Mega Man Radio Network. Pastor Gogan has one of the largest online deliverance bookstores. And I would urge you to go to his website, which he's going to give out again in just a moment, and avail yourself of some of the uh, material he's got there. Listen, you need to have deliverance material in your arsenal. He's got books, he's got videos, he's got audios. This is worth its weight in gold, gold people. Uh, we are fighting an enemy, which is spiritual, and you need to use spiritual weapons to fight them. And knowledge is in power. The word says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. You need to lay your hands on some deliverance material. And I will tell you, if you'll get over to his website, uh, he has one of the largest archives I have yet to find. Uh, fast shipping. Uh, I have ordered from him, and I'm going to continue to do so. And uh, it's just a blessing and an honor. Now, if you go to his conference, you can see the library in person. Uh, if you live across the country, 
Uh, you want it uh, quicker? Get online tonight. Uh, look at what he's got in order. Of particular interest, we have about four minutes remaining, brother. Would you um, give us a couple recommendations on where to start? I'm, I was talking to you earlier in the day, and you said uh, every believer uh, needs to have a couple of the, uh, the booklets in their archive as a starter. One of them was the warfare prayers. Is that correct? Uh Brother Bruce, exactly and precisely. Yeah, I was in Pastor Willie's office one time, and he said, "I said, Pastor, what should I? What should we give to people? What should I give to people? Provide for people who are, who are new to deliverance and spiritual warfare." And they, he said, "Son, the four basic booklets of warfare prayers, uh, uh, fragmented soul, sins of the fathers, and and uh, curses, soul ties, binding, and loosing. That's all in one book. The curses, soul ties, binding, and loosing. Those are the four basic booklets. They're three dollars a piece. Three dollars." Three dollars a piece. That's all. Three dollars for liberty. <laughs> yeah, that's and setting the captives free. Wow. And, and of course, we carry the Pastor Willie's first book, "Battling the Hosts of Hell: Diary of an Exorcist," as well as several of his other books. Sadly, you know, a number of them are out of print, still out of print. Uh, but you know, that's being worked on. But the good news is, you know, there's enough to sink your teeth into. Plus, we carry uh, many of Derek Prince's books. Yeah, and and his materials. So again, uh, so the, the the key one from him is is the one you mentioned, uh, Brother Bruce. Blessings or curses, you can choose. How many books, uh, videos would you say you have in your total catalog right now? Just to kind of you know, an average. A uh, uh, Pastor Worley's probably uh, about fifty. And then just overall on the deliberate subject. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, you know, we have, uh, you know, still VHS stuff available too. No, I mean to say, uh, all authors put together, you have a very large oh, yeah, library. Probably over, probably over five, six hundred titles of different. Good stuff. golly, folks! Listen, you got to go to this his website uh, and uh, listen. Three dollars a booklet. You need to order a copy for every member of your family. Uh, get a hold of these. Three dollars for liberty. Send them out to everybody you know. I mean, you can revolutionize things. What is the website they can go to order from? Yeah, again, it's agapebible.org, and then what you do is essentially, uh, you know, go down. There are some book booklets there and materials, and if you have any questions, again, they just email me. This is what I like. This is what I like. And, uh, and of course, uh, it's been updated, so, you know, there's some current stuff that, that I could uh, point out. And I just mentioned that we're, you know, we can tailor stuff to people's budgets as well. We do, you know, accept PayPal and so forth, uh, but... Uh, we're just here to help those who really want some help, and wa- as you said so well, Brother Bruce, to get to get other people set free too. Praise God, brother! It has been an honor and a privilege to have you on tonight. Uh, would you come back on the radio and do some more teaching for us? I mean, we just literally uh, nicked the top of the iceberg. We, I need to have you on like a hundred more shows before we can cover it all. I think. <laughs> uh, I think I think the rapture is going to happen by then. But regardless, I'll probably get through about three. But, uh, yeah, of course. And and it really is uh, just a joy, Brother Bruce, to be able to, uh, you know, uh, be alongside you and to share with others. And uh, as I said earlier, all, all we are is one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. In this case, the children's bread. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, do some good basic teaching uh, shortly. Brother, God bless you tonight, uh, and I look forward to talking with you again real soon. Amen. God bless, and God bless everyone who's listening. Praise God. You've been listening to Omega Man Radio Network. Pastor John Gogan will have his website information in the show notes. Tell a friend. The MP3 will be up on the archive momentarily, and uh, send it to everybody you know. 
you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Praise God. Thank you again for tuning in. We're going to be back on the air in about 30 minutes with Brother Gino Schmidt of Hand of Help. So uh, it's time to take a bathroom break, get your coffee, and get ready to rock. Do you listen to other radio programs and then say, Where's the beef? Tune in each day to Omega Man Radio, the show that will put meat on your spirit man's bones. <laughs> 